0: Welcome back to the Acutech Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Jet Fuel, Jay, and as always, my co-host, Steel Beams, Z. How are we doing, Dizzy? Well, not so bad. Yeah, I mean, well, I, I said that. I just said that out of a uh, out of habit, Jack. In reality, I'm not doing too well. Oh really was. A... <laughs> we're gonna we're we're gonna do aren't we?
1: That's a bonus pick. I
0: think it's gonna be rough, boys and girls. We're not gonna discriminate. Sorry. And it's our, gonna um and our non-binary pals, yep. It's gonna be it's gonna be something of a combative week. I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, request permission to s- treat the witnesses as hostile, so to speak. No, denied. You're the witness and the and the judge of the scenario. Well, yeah, you, you just turn off. I, yeah. You're the only other man in the room, so so get absolutely fucking by. All right, what I'm referring to, of course, is that this week we're doing a big old James Bond episode because the new James Bond movie came out. So we're gonna talk about uh, the some previous movies, new movie, all of it. Smarter Men would have broken this up somehow. Maybe done some of it last week, some of it this week. But nope. I watched three of the four Daniel Craig James Bond movies, and then watched it the f- on Friday, and then watched the fifth one today before we recorded. You did, and before we get into it, I will I will commend you for that. Is that you did? You sat down, you you basically marathoned was uh, three of those in a row, and that's that. It was like seven and a half hours. Of oh movie. yeah. So no, let no one say you aren't dedicated to the show. Except me, who I say it all the time. I'm committed to this, crowning this country. The... <laughs> that's good. That's all right. Yeah. Keep it on brand. Yeah, look at that. This is the one time you've gone above and ab- ab- beyond to actually watch something for the show. What are you so talking about? about? You know, you don't talk about well, I, don't, I couldn't imagine what. You no, know, you don't be watching anything. That's like the, I watch watched like things. the recurring thing. Uh, they don't know that. All right. I watch things for the show. So, uh, for everyone's reference, Jack, I've seen every single James Bond film at least once. I, well, I take that back. I've seen every single James Bond film of the eon production ones so i've not seen the original casino Royale, and i have not seen uh never say never again but as we, as we all know all those bond aficionados i don't know if there's a name for that there's got to be right bond heads bond bitches <laughs> um <laughs> never say never again is just a remake of thunderball which i have seen so oh you know i don't Thunderball in a sense i've seen thunder i've seen never say never again right of course that thing i know so jack on the other hand again the opposite end of the spectrum i had prior to this week never seen a james bond film really never right? once never would deign to and so i was very excited for this i thought we'd talk about it and so i was like all right jack you know see it and he was like well i've never seen any of them and so i lent him my uh my blu-ray copies because i have them of course because you know, i'm big, a big fan it's gonna it's gonna be apparent here in a minute and so i had you watch casino royale skyfall specter prior to seeing no time to die in theaters here we skip quantum of solace that's why they considered the worst of them. And I also thought it probably had the least plot significance to the overall kind of narrative going on here. So that's the one you skip. So if anyone's bothered by that, so be it. But it is what it is. Basically in that one, I told you, I described it to you already. Yeah, yeah. Everyone else knows. The only other thing that happens in that one, at the end, he confronts, he confronts Vesper's boyfriend. He's like, you're not very cool. And it turns out Vesper's boyfriend, that guy is doing it with another woman agent. It's like, that's his whole thing. That's kind of his jam. Is all he does. So he's like, he's just like a manipulator asshole. It's pretty rough. Pretty, pretty not cool of him. Pretty. So rough. I thought not cash money before we get into any specifics. So for the first time like ever on this show, we probably won't do spoilers for uh, No Time to Die until we get to that. I figured we'd do all the other ones first. Okay. But there will be spoilers if you haven't. Then we spoilers for all the other ones, but we won't get into No Time to Die until we talk about it. But so I thought before we got into specifics here, I do a I do a lightning round with you. I've okay. written down all the things that I feel like are in, in every Bond movie. And I think there's, I think there's, they all appear in all the, even the Craig ones, which are somewhat, somewhat argue are kind of light on the Bond elements. We'll get into that too, though. So I got the, I got this list. You ready, Jack? I'm ready. So you ready. just tell me, well, you just a couple words, what you thought of each of these elements. Okay. Of the, of the James Bond mythos here. So what do you think of the cold opens? Pretty good. The cars. Pretty cool. The suits. Nice. The watches. Fancy. <laughs> There, yeah, good, good watches. Gadgets. Now, this is something of a trick question, though, because there's not many, but the ones that are there. Okay, I think that's fair. The women, <laughs> the Bond girls. Fine. The henchmen. Fine. The classic. Now, that's it. Nothing for the henchmen. No See, bad. I would say that there's there's actually you know it's a pretty good henchman. I mean, there's no there's not that one guy from the James Bond who has a razor-tipped bowler hat. It's not that there is no odd job. No, Fair enough. This is this is the, potentially the most unfortunate part of James Bond: British. No good, hated yeah, it. with well, the British, the intros, like the the, the intro sequences, open title with the, crawl, the cinematics, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, skip them, fast forward through them. After on exactly. uh, Skyfall and Spectre, did not <sighs> care for them. It's absurd. It's sacrilegious, really. I just mean, sacrilegious. It's just weird. It's just part of the movie. That, just like, watch okay, it. Okay, that saying that sacrilegious is like a Catholic person telling a, a Jewish person that's fine. I understand. It's whatever. I'm exaggerating a little. I know we try to do that uh, thing where like, oh, I like what you like, don't you like or whatever? Because it's you and me, I'm not gonna do that today. You man. and I, thank you very much. <laughs> oh. you fucking dumbass. Hey, you're really like, stacked that against you. huh? I don't give a shit, man. You're not trying. I'll to... cut you out of the podcast. I'm editing this week, motherfucker. <laughs> oh boy. But um, uh, everybody loves in their show, and the hosts are hostile <laughs> to each other, and it's like t- battle. I said oh, from the beginning, I was treating you as hostile. But I know I, I didn't, I denied it. I. I rejected it. And I also try not to be that guy who's like, You haven't seen But um, we're doing that right now, aren't we? Yes, we um are. the gun barrel sequence. Fine. Yeah, I mean it's, it's just it's, iconic, right? Yeah, it's just iconic. You're familiar with it, right? Surely? I know the gun barrel for a while, I, I won't lie. It's got rifling rifle. I mean it is kind of weird because there's blood in like blood drips down. It's like how did the blood get in the rifle? Gun barrel? It's like a very loose gun barrel, a lot of blood to get inside a gun barrel from the top. Well, yeah, if you're holding it and you're bleeding, how's it like, yeah? It's a it's a porous gun barrel, I see. It's weird, but it's like good a, stuff. He does it well, right? He spins, he spins real quick, doesn't he? Yeah, he draws real good. The theme songs, the theme song was good. Da, no, not like da. the, not the orchestral, like the the songs for all the movies, like in the so, openers. Yeah, that yeah, I skipped. Yeah, yeah. I didn't care because I skipped them. <laughs> Which ones did you skip? Skyfall. and Now Spectre. that's insane. Spectre people have problems with. I think that. Um, so that's Sam Smith. He's doing writing on the wall. I think that's fine. I think it's a pretty good one. I think it's in the vein of a lot of them. Skyfall is widely considered. One of the best of them all. She won a fucking Oscar for it, Jack, and you skipped it. I Don't care. It's Adele. I don't. She's care. like an incredible vocalist. I never. Okay. Oh, hey. I like Adele as much as the next guy. She's a. But great you didn't singer. want to listen to the song. I didn't know it was Adele. Even if I knew, I still would have skipped it. I don't care. I want to get through this movie. I had three movies to get through. If it's not necessary, I don't care. How about Chris Cornell with uh, "You Know My Name"? That know. one you didn't skip. I don't remember that song at all. It has been. It made no impression <laughs> on me. I honestly couldn't tell you a thing about it. I, I not, thought it was cool and he's killing the guys with the card suits and the beginning of Casino Royale. That's it. I couldn't tell you anything about the song. He's... he's uh, oh, he's the president? So... Or, uh, I wonder if we're going to go to war or so, not. Uh, <laughs> oh, all right. So up. I I think we already did this, but for everyone else's benefit, which... Well, actually, just do, just do a straight up ranking for me of of the... Let's skip uh No Time to Die for now. So of the of the other three. guess Skyfall... Casino Royale, and Spectre, in that order, one to three. Spectre was blast. Yeah, hundred no, percent. I think no, I think that's lined no, up with. A lot I of will, to be fair, I did watch these movies in order from about <laughs> five p.m. to one thirty a.m. So that does. So go I up. was watching Spectre from about eleven thirty to one a.m. So I was dog tired and just wanted the movie to end, but also wasn't a huge fan <laughs> of that movie. Okay, I. No matter what else happens, I do commend you for this, Jack. I appreciate it. They don't say I ever don't put out for the show. That's right. So now that means that you've literally just ranked them in the order you watched. <laughs> no, I'm true. I watched. You no. said Casino Royale. Oh, you said Skyfall first. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Maybe I'm listen just... to the words I I'm say. I'm sorry about I, I, I'm sorry. So I, I think of levels. those three, I think I'm, I'm there with you, Jack. Um, I think I would have to agree. I don't dislike Spectre as much as a lot of people did. Um, a lot of people were kind of hard on it when it came out. I, I didn't mind. That was pretty good. Right. Um, but yeah, I'm right there with you. Skyfall is my favorite of them, maybe even still. And then I think Casino Royale is really good. A lot of people, that's they consider that the the high mark of them, which I always find a little cynical. I mean, maybe cynical, but it's like, dang, you think that he peaked in the first one? That's a rough. That's a I rough would disagree. Appraisal. I don't really like Casino Royale very much. So okay, let's get in that because that one. Well, you said you like Spectre even less. <laughs> but so, what was what your problems with Casino Royale? Do you have anything specifically? Um, I don't rides? really understand why the woman falls in love with him. Seems kind of strange. Well, he's uh, just really cool and suave, I, I guess. He's, you don't he's, understand? He's not, a mean, very, he's not a very good secret agent. Because he tells everyone his name? Yeah, he kind of just kind of d- cautioned the wind who gives a fuck, which works, I guess, but he's not really a good of an agent. He's the best agent, though. He Like, he does it. He, he does it, but he's kind of a dickhead about it. All right, let me ask you this. I know I just asked you, and no, I'm going to cut you off. What did you think of the cold open of that one? Because I think that one's very well done. So What was the cold open of that one? So... Basically, we'll probably we'll talk. Oh, that—that's the one where he's in the black and white. Yeah, that It, it shows how he earned his double O, double o, status, status. o status. He's killed two people. Yeah, and his license to kill—pretty good, right? But he, are, but he already killed people, so why would he need the license afterwards? When he just keep killing? You have well. I agree. It's kind of weird, but you have to kill at least two people on orders. You're like, man, you really can kill. You don't care. <laughs> I guess <laughs> it's hey, kind of. I mean, obviously, just for anyone who doesn't exactly clear the, the double O like program does not exist. License to Kill's are not real. Not really. Like, there are secret agents who kind of, for, for different nations, that kind of have something that could be described as that. But it's not, no, a literal thing. But so, you know, they just made up some fictional rule. I don't know if that's ever been established in any of the prior movies. I can't remember. But I think in this one, they're just like, well, I guess to earn it, you have to kill two people. I agree. It's kind of weird that it's like, you have to kill two people. And then after that, you can kill as many people as yeah. <laughs> you want. Yeah. I thought it was kind of weird. Oh, I, I do you mean like the cold open part where he's running through the embassy chasing the bomb maker? No, I I meant the part. The black and white. Okay. So just for, again, everyone else's benefit, HVZ. cold open is traditionally... Before they show the title, right? It's before they show the title. And in the bomb movies in particular, it's less strongly connected to the rest of the plot mm. often. Although these ones kind of play a little loose with that because they are often pretty... Closely connected to the plot. I guess cold open is it's because you know it's cold, right? Like you don't. I guess you're not warmed up, right? It just jumps you right into the middle of a a scene. You've been introduced to the movie again in these ones. It's not so much that it doesn't relate to the overall plot because they kind of all do. It's just more of like it's a sudden. We're in it. We're doing it. Mm -hmm. You don't really get time. They're kind of famous for it. Like they, I would argue, kind of pioneered it in movies. Like especially when you think of. No, I don't. Gosh, I know I just kept going on about how big of an expert I am. I don't know if they've always had. What you would describe as a cold open, but back in the day, right? Having stuff before the credits was unheard of. No good. It was even like having stuff, having the credits be, or I guess this is kind of a different thing, but like having the credits be at the end of the movie. was under, It was kind of like you did them right at the beginning, and that was it. That was like the only way you could do it. Like famously on, on Star Wars, putting the credits at the end like you did and having pretty much nothing in the beginning. I think you'd have to pay like a massive fine to the Screen Actors Guild or the, the writer. He must be the Writers Guild or Directors yeah. Guild, <laughs> one of them. I, I can see the logic behind it because, like, if you put them at the end, nobody's gonna see who made it. So it's kind of like who even yeah. cares? Yeah, I mean, you think of how it is now. Most people just get up and leave. <sighs> yeah. Um, so I guess if you were in the a guild, you would that would be important to you. So you would you would make for them to want to to do that, right? Mm. You'd want to put it in front so everyone sees it. I guess. So I get that, but whatever. Um, so it's it's kind of like I said the Bond movies are sort of famous for that. Them them in particular um I think kind of pioneered and it's kind of permeated now into I feel like a uh it's known as a general sort of trope in the sort of like espionage like spy movie genre. Right. Definitely yeah. uh definitely they sort of pioneered it. What were your specific problems with Casino Royale other than she just falls in love with no reason? I I feel like if that if that bothered you in that first one it, it only gets worse because uh, it does get worse. I didn't like expect it very much for the same reason. <laughs> Everyone he I meets don't... falls in love with him. Yeah, don't know why. Because he's just charming. Like that's just his taste. Th- I mean, surely, obviously, you've never seen the movies, right? Yeah. You, you know who James Bond yeah, is. I'm, I'm familiar with the. That's character. like his thing, right? Yeah. They all just swoon over him for some reason. He's just that freaking smooth with it. Yeah. Um, also, what else? that shirtless scene. He comes out of the water. He's pretty ripped, isn't he? He's very. R- he's he gets more ripped as movies go on. Yeah. Bizarrely, and he gets older. Yeah, much, much older. His hair is so much older. What is it? Um, that famously, just for the tidbit, that's like a recreation of the scene of the very first James Bond movie, Dr. No, with the first ever uh, Bond girl. She like comes out of the water. It's like a famous sort of. Cool. That's all. I'll never um, watch that movie. And in, um, in Die Another Day, Halle Berry's Jinx also doesn't it, recreates it. It's just a fun little... A little Easter egg. Yeah. I felt the poker thing was boring. I felt the villain was kind of weak. I don't, didn't really care about him at all. The end. They just kind of do that like long extended end montage of them being in love, and then she betrays him, and then she dies, and he's like, oh, "I'm real sad. She's dead." And then now she, you know, she didn't really betray him. They made the deal and went sour. She was making the deal for him, right? The implication was at one point she intended to, and then at some point in the film, she fully actually did just fell him. in love with him and was on his in just. So what she was trying at the end was not to like get herself and her other boyfriend out. It was to get her and him, him out. out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. It just wasn't, I don't know, the whole casino thing wasn't very interesting. There wasn't a lot between that. It just all kind of took place at the hotel, and I just, don't know, didn't find a lot of reasons to care about what was happening. Fair enough. How about when they gave him a heart attack? That was pretty good, though. That was fun that was and intense. intense. And, and that was like... You flipped then it, that car like 300 times? Yeah. And then that, then it was like, okay, that was a lot of intense happened. that happened. And they. Hit his balls a couple times, do some cock and ball torture. <laughs> literally. I mean, literally, yeah. I guess I should have I actually put that down. Torture. James Bond's always getting tortured, isn't he? Yeah, he's tortured in the one thing, though. Was it? He doesn't really get tortured in the other movies. He gets tortured in the Spectre. Oh, yeah. He kind of drills into his mouth. That's weird. I don't know what he's trying to do there. Yeah. Well, you know what he's trying to do. He says. Trying to modify it a little bit? I don't, I'm <laughs> not. Oh, my gosh. I'm not I guess really, you I wasn't really clear. Um, no, he tries to make him forget. He's trying to drill into specific parts of his brain, dude ruin his... He's drilling into his jaw. No, like your brain goes down to here. Oh, but it looked like he was going into his... I don't oh. know, man. I, I think you the implication that he was always going for the brain. No, oh. But I guess, I guess I should have mentioned torture. I think it's the only one, the right? Yeah, I guess he doesn't get tortured in... Skyfall. He just gets captured. Um, oh, I guess he kind of gets tortured in a way. More of a mental torture, isn't it? Yeah, but, but the y'all mentally tortured by the world? Hells, other people shoot at that woman. Poor woman. So, yeah, yeah, they kill that woman straight up. I noticed you said eh, on the women or, or the Bond women, and that's actually I think a complaint that other people share with you is that the Craig era Bond movies do not utilize the Bond girls very well, and that a lot of them are not in them very much or just straight up are killed very quickly. Oh yeah, fridged. Yeah, they're kind of a fridged. Yeah. Now I obviously I think Vesper Lind would be the exception of that because she's in it the whole movie through and she's like, I guess you could still argue that she's fridged so to speak, but um, she's obviously like an actual character who's important and stuff. But then, obviously, in... Well, you haven't seen... Um, Quantum, of Sol- Quantum of Solace, Quantum of Strawberry Fields is killed. in Spectre, the, the Bond girl whose name I don't even remember, is killed. Um, there's not a secondary one in that one, or, like, a main whatever, because that movie focuses so much on, like, M, right? But right. And then Spectre, there's 2, and Monica Belushi is not used for more than, like, five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> People don't like I think, I think it's one of the things where it's like, I don't know, they, you know... I guess you could argue that they shouldn't try to be fitting two in. But, like, for what they wrote, I don't know. Obviously, the complaint is, like, well, they could have given her a bigger role. But, I don't know. She kind of works in the plot for what she's needed for. I oh, yeah. I would argue. But, yeah. I could totally understand that as a complaint. Again, especially killing them off like they do sometimes. Just, like, throwing them the Yeah, that's not cool. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I just. So, I wanted to run this by you. As someone who has no uh, no nostalgia for these or anything. Fresh, fresh perspective. Totally fresh, right? So a big complaint overall of the Craig era Bond films is that they take sort of, it's kind of like a twofold of like, they take too long setting him up as James Bond, right? Mm. What I mean by that is that, what I mean by that is that in the other preceding, whatever, 19 something Bond films, right? Right. From Dr. No all the way to Die Another Day, even though that went through five different actors and like 40 years of film, the understanding was that that was technically the same guy the whole time you kind of just like a you know suspender disbelief don't really worry about it right right yeah. you're not supposed to really you know worry about the fact that he doesn't really age or like that he changes or whatever or sometimes gets older and then younger <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's just kind of like whatever you just you just watch him. Mean, you're not that worried about it right and with these ones they obviously when they got the new actor and they did an actual proper reboot for the first time right they went out of their way to be like, "This is a brand new guy," because like before that, there's there was always like the theory of like, maybe James Bond is a code name. Right? Yeah. So, every, yeah, every guy is a different guy, but they all are called mm-hmm. 007 James Bond. Yeah. That's I've I kind of liked it because that would make sense why he just gives his name out. Because if if you're just secret agent giving name. your name out, yeah, it wouldn't make any sense. Like, oh, this is my real name. You can just look up and find me. Yeah. If it's like, no, this is a code name, you couldn't find me if you wanted to. I don't really care. I guess the implication is sort of that he doesn't care. Yeah. Because it's sort of you know, it's kind of like the Bruce Wayne Batman thing of like ooh, who's really the secret identity? Is it Bruce Wayne or is it Batman? Like who's the who's the real alter ego, yeah. right? He's just James Bond. Like he's just as he he doesn't have like a family to worry about I guess no. until later. But like, you know, What's what are they going to do? they're gonna be like he's James Bond, the secret agent, yeah, that's all he is like that's all he does, that's all he's about, so it's ever he be. doesn't even care, yeah, but I agree it is still kind of dumb that he's always just introducing himself by his full legal <laughs> name yeah, but... so yeah, I you know the, like yeah, there's that theory that when you receive the double o seven you know designation, you also receive the code name James Bond, obviously again, with this one, they kind of got rid of that and they went out of their way to show like his his Again, his earning the double O status like we talked about. And obviously Casino Royale is meant to be his first mission as James Bond, right? Yeah. Or as a double agent. Obviously, he's always he's just James Bond. Yeah, he's just him. Um whereas even in like Doctor No, which is the very first Bond movie, right? He's already established. He this is it's not his first mission, it's not like he's he's well established as an agent who's presumably done a number of successful missions already. And so, you know, I think as the first movie in a in a series, that's fine to do. And that's an interesting way to take it, again, it, especially if it's something you never did before, right? And there was kind of this vibe of like, all right, in the first one, the him getting his heart broken so thoroughly by Vesper Lynn, right, explains why he is the way he is towards women throughout his life, right? Because it kind of – people, you know, had that sort of speculation, right? Like maybe they did this on purpose to show why – Throughout route, all the other movies, and, and all his appearances, James Bond is always all cynical and, and so jaded when it comes to this, right? He got soured. Yeah. And then, you know, between that and then they had um, Quantum of Solos is essentially like a, the most direct sequel of any of these movies. Right. It's pretty much a, a, an exact follow-up to Casino Royale. And then you have Skyfall, right, which introduces a lot of more side characters, right? It brings in Penny, it brings in Q, obviously, for the first time in the series. Right. It brings in the new M. And by the end of that movie, he's got the kind of traditional support staff, right? Because in the original movies, M was a man, right? And then eventually he it was Judy Dench, and then obviously now it's back to, like, Ray Fiennes. So it, it kind of felt like he was on, like, you know, back to basics, like this is traditional sort of Bond, right? And it took three movies to get there, but... It seemed like a lot of people thought that at the end of Skyfall, all right, they've set him up as your proper James Bond that everyone expects, right? He's got again, he's got a Q, he's money, pennies, secretary M is a a man again, you know, and so like now we're just gonna do missions, right? Yeah, we've gotten all like the backstory establishing bullshit out of the way. We're just gonna do some James Bond missions, and then (laughs) Spectre was very much not that, not at all, and. Obviously, No Time to Die, because they emphasize so much, hey, this is his last movie, he's his last one, his final appearance, which is something they never really did before with the previous Bonds, right? Because, again, they weren't worried about continuity in that kind of way. Just You got on a new guy, and no one talked about it, right? Yeah. You wasn't really thinking you had to worry about just it. Just accepted. Yeah. How it works. Someone's so, going to be Bond later. Exactly. So, doing the whole, like, this is Daniel Craig's last time, they really, obviously, emptied up. You know what I heard? Sure. I I looked up the Rotten Tomato scores for these movies, and uh-huh. I was reading through some of the critic reviews of Spectre, and I don't, I didn't check this quote, but it's a funny thing, so I'll say it. it is a, the reviewer ever said that apparently Daniel Craig was quoted as saying he'd rather kill himself than do another James Bond film, and said it showed in this movie. Yeah, in Spectre. So he's got. We'll get to that a little later. I think we can talk about No Time to Die, but yeah, he has a somewhat condensed relationship with these films. In his defense. I think he gets that way in particular, and obviously this is when he's saying things to the press that they can hear is on the press tours. I think that's what he absolutely hates more than anything. Right. Is doing the press junkets is after he's filmed the movie and done it, going around for like four months promoting it. And answering the same fifteen questions. I feel like that's come to light more often. That's With know, lots of actors. That a lot of actors, at least on the internet, are like, These press junkets suck. I answer the same question every day for four months and they're yeah. the dumbest most vapid questions and I hate my life. Do you think it's better or worse now that they've just had this, these, all these bizarre interviews? Like, I feel like kind of spurred on probably the big one was like Hot Ones, right? Where it's like I'm going to interview you but I'm going to make you eat terribly See, hot wings. I that one I think is good because not only is it like a, an interesting concept to watch these celebrities break uh-huh. down and freak out is that his questions are actually good. No, Hot Ones is good. I'm just saying. Yeah, no. I I feel like it's created a whole genre of like gimmick interviews Yeah, where it's like where do read all the autocompletes um hey dump your purse out on this table shelter's in your purse hey what's in your pockets tom holland yeah what do you <laughs> hey what do you think about when you go to sleep what let's do you cook, cook this with, recipe tom holland we're gonna make we're gonna cook a recipe together <laughs> what's your greatest fear so you can exploit it like that's all they play are these dogs bizarre yeah yeah play with the, exactly play with these dogs it's just like what is even going on i would with? hate is to, this even promote i would anything? hate to be an actor because uh, be, they'd be like alright Jack now you're gonna go to, with Variety and they're gonna put you in a wig and make you dance yeah. I'd be like I'd rather be shot <laughs> so then you'd be with Daniel yeah, yeah, Craig I'd, and, then I'd like, you're, and he'd let me into a secret club in his defense I saw um, a clip well I guess it's not a recent clip obviously it's it's old now but it's a clip from when he uh, wrapped filming on No Time to Die on his last day and it's a very heartfelt thing that he was saying to all the cast or, or I guess rather the crew really about how like Hey, like, I appreciate all you guys. We've done a lot of great films. And he's like, a lot of you guys have been with me on all all five of these movies. And it's great. And I appreciate you all. And, like, it was, it was a pleasure each and every day to work with you guys in these. So, like, I feel like he gets a, a bit of a poor reputation for being kind of a grump. It's a bit like Harrison Ford in that way, right? Harrison Ford hates everything. Because I, said said. I think he also probably hates doing stupid press more than he actually. I think they enjoy doing it. I'm sure he likes being James Bond at all. Yeah, I think he just hates getting a billion questions all the time. Like, what's it? What's it like being James Bond? Especially because he famously had like a rough go of things at the beginning. People were pretty harsh on him for no reason. Because in England, it's like I don't know. If James Bond may be more important than the Queen, so they're all like, not the Queen. They're all like they've. They've brought in this new James Bond, and he's he's blonde. What is he, he's got blonde hair. Not my Bond. <laughs> That's not my Bond. Everyone's like are all dark, on him, and then he obviously ended up being pretty good. But um, so I feel like he's got he got a bit of reason to be a bit grumpy when it comes to some of this stuff. But I don't think he actually hates being. in it. What are you talking about? Oh, so we were just saying the whole like a lot of people think they took too long to the to like establish him as Bond to the point where he never really gets a point to just do a mission because traditionally all the other movies it's just it's one of those things it's it's kind of like um the thing people say sometimes about batman movies is that the batman movies are hardly about batman right right they're kind of about the villain and the circumstances you know if you were describing you know batman forever how would you describe it you'd probably be like it's the one with the riddler and two-face right or you'd be like, it's the one with the Joker. It's the one with Bane. Like, I, so I feel with like Penguin. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So like, I feel like back in the day, the James Bond movies were more so that it was it was the villain. It was the circumstance. It was just like, what is he doing this week? Kind of deal. Yeah, like a monster of the week kind of formula. Yeah. Whereas with the Daniel Craig ones, they seem to go out of their way to be like, well, this is all about James Bond and his history and this and that and like all the people he's connected to and it's all tied in. And I think part of that is kind of just like symptomatic of film right now. Yeah. I think that's the big thing to do is you don't just do a, a one-off series. You do a franchise and it's all interconnected and that and that's what people seem to like nowadays is like the payoff of we set this thing up a 3 movies ago and we're paying it off. And like obviously different sort of franchises do it to varying I think levels of of success. Yeah. Um but I think that's probably part of it. Is that in obviously like that sort of trend didn't start until about you know halfway through these maybe mm. skyfall came out in 2012 so i think at that point it was you know the mcu was pretty pretty well kicked off and everything so yeah. i think you could argue that that sort of trend is just reflective of the, the time right living. now which i don't so i don't know if that's you know you can totally fault it so even like mission impossible another obviously like spied franchise in the same vein has gotten to that point too where the last three movies are like this interconnected you know, more or less continuation of one another. Mm. So, what do, what do you think? Do you have any thoughts on that? No, I definitely think there's some merit to that. It does... I know a lot of people have that complaint about movies nowadays. A lot of, like, people kind of make fun of the big film jack-offs. Just like, ooh, I watch this movie where a guy looked at a sheep for six hours. It really told me about life. And, uh, yeah, just like that. Well, people like... When, yeah, like, a linear universe, like, putting a lot of time into something. So I think everyone's like, well, I guess we can all jump on this train and kind of do it. But I don't think it really works. Because that's one of my big problems with these movies. Is that they kind of just keep doing the same thing. Because when you kind of, like, do, like, we're going to deep dive into James Bond as a character. There's not that much to do. Because he just, without him not being a murderer anymore. Mm -hmm. Because they bring up, I think, the plot of, like... The last three movies, they all have a speech about how the enemy is no longer a country or a person they can look yeah. at. It's a comp- it's a guy on a computer in the it's ether. <laughs> and they all have a pot like you're out of you're antiquated, James Bond. And they're right. He is. Yep. He's like, no, I I can still do it. That's another you nail it. Like that is another like big complaint about it, is that they all do the whole And the thing is, they've been doing that even since like the Brosnir. Like they've been doing that the films before even these Craig ones. Is the whole you're antiquated, Bond, you're outdated. Like, what's the point of having a man on the ground anymore? Which, like you said, there's probably truth to that in like the real life. But at the same time, if you're gonna make a movie about it, you probably don't need to tell me that, right? Yeah, you can let me believe that. Like you're kind of like being like, hey, remember how dumb this movie is? You paid for it, you idiot. I think I I that is a yeah, that's definitely a common complaint people have. It's like, why do they keep going back to this well like you're outdated bond it's kind of twofold it's like you as a concept a secret agent on the ground is on is outdated and antiquated and you james bond as a man are old and broken down yeah you're You're outdated like it's kind of twofold and they seem to kind of go back and forth from that well as as needed because they always say that but then ultimately they do need him don't they and right. I guess that's the point. But then also, the there's a whole, like, in Skyfall, it's like, James Bond, you're too old and broken down. You can't even pass qualifications. And then, like, now Skyfall's been 10 years ago, and he's just fine. Like, no, that's not been brought up since, right? No, like, not Specter, no one questions his ability. And, and No Time to Die, no one questions his ability. And it's been almost 10 years. Like, if anything, he should really not be. He should be really being able to hold himself together. <laughs> exactly. So, again, it's kind of like they just go to it as his. Beneficial to the whichever story they're telling, which is, I guess, is how you write movies. But so, do you again, because you don't have much like nostalgia for it, one way or the other? Does it bother you that they take so long setting him up as like the traditional James Bond, or are you just long for the ride? I guess I was kind of just long for the ride. That's I, how I feel I didn't really care either way. I will say I didn't like these movies very much at all. I don't know if I mentioned that. Much to Zach's chagrin, I just really didn't enjoy them personally. I just felt like, especially Spectre. Or even Skyfall. I mean, Skyfall was good because I liked the villain. Like, the villain was very interesting. And I liked his opening speech where he talks about the rats on the island. He's like, we're the rats, James. I'm like, oh, that's a cool concept. I like that. He's mm-hmm. and he's just very interesting. Like I think we, we talked about off pot How he's a very classic kind of, like, scheming mm-hmm. villain. He and, likes monologuing. Yeah. And he's, like, very extravagant. And he's yeah. very confident, but he can back it up. And, or I should say, whatever. But Inspector christoph walsh just shows up and i'm like what are you doing and he's like it's me james the architect all your pain a guy who's never been mentioned before <laughs> yeah and i'm like oh i just don't care like you're not interesting see that's another thing it's again it's like it's too much about james bond like it's fine to be like blofeld's been behind all the plots right i think that works because that's now you know blofeld like is a carryover character right i yeah i know he's yeah. i know okay. i've heard of him yeah so like it's fine i think because that's Classic to him is that Blofeld is, like, the mastermind behind everything and always has been, right? He He's the head of the specter. He's, he's, you know, got his fingers in every pie kind of deal. Mm-hmm. So if you want to be like, Blofeld has been behind everything all along, I think that's fine. But it's, it's, I think, a weird, unnecessary wrinkle to be like, Blofeld is behind everything. Not just because he wants to take over the world, but because he hates James Bond in particular. Because... James Bond was his adopted brother and his dad loved him more. Yeah, wh- what what the fuck was that? That came out of fucking nowhere. Why is he his adoptive brother? That was never mentioned. What well, it was mentioned? Yeah. When? In but, in outside the of the movie? No. What do you mean? That I don't like that. <laughs> That's a very big plot point to just be like and it's in this movie and we're going to well, it's be like, like a twist. It's like a twist reveal. That wasn't a good twist. I did not care. Right, I'm just saying like it's kind of built up to within the context of the movie. Yeah, but I don't know. Like it's imp- the imp- but, obviously like, like, but, like the implication by the end is that Bond re- Bond was had an inkling of who he was because he makes her remember he's like look up this name and she's like he's dead and he's like mm. no I, I I guess my point is not within the movie Spectre I just mean uh-huh. like throughout the films they reference the fact that he's an orphan yes but they never reference the fact that he is adopted again which no. would make him I mean, it not... does come up a ton though right but I feel like they would in Skyfall they don't mention it they don't go hey well I think you take I mean. Yes, which I obviously the real answer is that they didn't think it it. was it. It was a choice they made when they were writing a Spectre. So I don't, I just don't really like that. I, 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 I cannot disagree in any way. Again, I think, I think Christoph Waltz does fine as I mean, Blofeld. I I oh, Christoph I like, Waltz. Yeah, like Christoph Waltz. I think he's a good choice to get a modern guy to do it. You know, if you needed anyone. Um, but I absolutely cannot disagree that it's a very strange choice to do the brother. thing. Like I said, if you make Blofeld the overarching villain because he wants to take over the world, and he, he is this meticulous, and he planned this all from the start, again, as like kind of like, alright, jeez, all of the movies are connected, like, not one of these was just a standalone sort of villain thing, it all had to be tied in, that's fine, right? Um, but again, especially to make it, I did it not because I want to take down Britain, or MI6, or control the world, it's just because I really dislike you, because my dad liked you more, is really dumb. Because that's also, I mean, I guess that's a recurring theme in these movies, is um, these villains, like, are just kind of childish. Yeah, they're very In st- some ways, stupid, being like, like, they just don't, they've really, I don't know, like, they have a very poor grasp on a an on interpersonal relationship sometimes, and they just, like, place in blame where it doesn't really, like, it's not James Bond's fault that his dad liked him more. It's his dad's fault, right? Yeah. I like, mean, James be mad pro- at your dad for being a bad killed, dad. So. Yeah, being a, be mad at your dad for being a bad dad, right? It applies to Silva. Like Silva, it's not her f- fault that she had to do the right thing to save the fucking the lives of several other agents and like make sure that the <laughs> the Hong Kong handoff went off well, right? Yeah, it's because you, you know. were kind of crazy. Yeah, because you her were insane favorite. and you acted outside the purviews of your mission. Even even in No Time to Die, there's kind of um, element of that where it's like, why why are you blaming this person, right, for this thing? But yeah, what else? Okay, let's talk about. Do you like Daniel Craig? Yeah, specifically. I, his, I, his, I like Dan Craig as an actor. I, think so. I, I every time I was watching it, I just kept thinking about his accent from uh, *Knives <laughs> Out*. And I was like, "You should be talking like a Kentucky Fried Chicken ad." <laughs> he's good. I don't good. think he's too serious. That was a, that's been a you know no, played early fun. on. Is that like mean, he's too? I mean, if he, I, I mean, he just kill a lot of people. So if he wasn't so serious, That one guy's eaten by kimono dragon alive. That was fucked. Because kimono dragons, <laughs> mean animals, very mean, very big, very mean. They called dragons. Well, yeah, and they got mouths so full uh-huh. of bacteria, they'll eat you alive. Um, Because these are by far, like, the more serious ones, right? Right, I know some of them are kind of goofy. So. Campy. A lot of them are. Like, obviously, like, the 60s Sean Connery ones are, I think, kind of campy because that's how you made movies back then. And then I think the Roger Moore ones are like that as well because they lean into it a little more. Like, they're more campy, sort of. Um... And then like the Pierce Brosnan ones are kind of campy in a bad way. <laughs> no, they're not good movies. Because like they just go, they just kind of jump a shark at some point. Um, but yeah, these ones are, are more serious. And I think people at the point were like, well, he's not very like nice, is he? James Bond's never. Yeah, nice, he's though. kind of so, an asshole. He's I always an asshole, that. though. Yeah, that's true. But he's like, it's he's not, re- yeah, he's not too serious. But he's always just like kind of, just like, kind of mm-hmm. a dickhead. He's not a very it's not a lot of spy stuff I gotta be honest like I expected more Mission Impossible going into this like oh kind of like cool spy stuff and like mass stuff but he just kind of runs around and shoots people which I guess is like I a mean, different kind of espionage it's probably more realistic I gonna say I mean not that yeah not that James Bond was super realistic but, but I gotta imagine like the more like sidle up to a man at a poker game and try to bet him out yeah and, and then you bet his wife to get the info it's probably more realistic honestly than jumping out of a plane with no a yeah. parachute they're definitely different kind of sizes yeah going, i just i, I just be. prefer that kind of like more fantastical version i get that yeah like again the, dude, the big stunts I mentioned and... not like gadgets right yeah not really which is all. like traditionally a uh, james bond sort of staple which is kind of disappointing that there's not very much of in these movies mm-hmm. again we don't even get a q until i liked q he was cool he was funny yeah. and he's like james hate you You're ruining my <laughs> that's life. good i really like you in these ones. yeah he's funny they kind of went the exact opposite because sort of i suppose initially q was sort of like james bond like peer age-wise in in the early movies right mm. but the actor who played him in all the original movies he played him all the way through until he passed um up through i guess die another day and so oh no not die another day that's the last one i think maybe his world was not enough but anyways so like by the end he was kind of like he was very old obviously Right, so I think maybe for this one they wanted to do is kind of go the opposite spectrum, and he's obviously like younger than Bond. That's that's the joke, right? So I think that's cool. I think he's he's great. dichotomy with them, yeah. I like in No Time to Die. We won't get into much, but when like Q comes in the office and Bond is there, and he goes, "Oh, Bond, I haven't seen you, and yeah. and fi- how are you?" Yeah, and I was like, "Shut the fuck up, Q. I know you fucking. <laughs> he's living with you, you <laughs> asshole." He's like, "Oh, what, what are you talking about?" His name was the original Q actor's name was Desmond Llewellyn. Um so we talked about Craig. I've, we were talking about Q anyways. So what do you think of the supporting cast? So obviously for the first couple of movies, Judy Dench is M. She's mean, but spectacular though, right? Pretty good. I mean it's Judy Dench, right? Yeah. She's a great actor. She, she don't, don't care that she does gotta be honest. Felt nothing. She was like his mom though. Yeah. Care. you go. And then she's obviously then replaced by Ray Fine. Ray is M. How do you like him? Fine actor too. He's a bit of he does a bit of action. And a couple of them, doesn't he? Yeah, he saves it. Judy Dench. He saves it. Yeah, and he proves himself. He's in the SAS. They the IRA tortured him. That's pretty they badass. Did and then <laughs> He kills C and Spectre. He does a lot of action. Not not traditional for him, but oh right, C Ben Wishaw's as Q. We are talked about he's good, right? Yeah, Naomi Harris as Money Penny. Fine, I don't really know all about Money Penny. She's just a secretary. So if anything, she shoots him. Yeah, pretty fun, right? Like they they. Take Put her the, out there, like they they had her do some stuff for once, and it's kind of a reveal, obviously, at the end of that movie that her name is Money Penny. Yeah, which, I guess to you was nothing, but it, literally had, nothing. I was everyone like, else, everyone was. I was in the movie like, oh my gosh, that was Money Penny. I did not. She know. was like, my name is Money Penny. I'm like, what a stupid name, <laughs> the British Money Penny. Pen- Jack, come on. Why wasn't it called Quib Quib Pound? <laughs> <laughs> they don't have pennies. Do they Just have go. pennies. Yes. <laughs> so where do we think we got the idea of pennies from? I don't know. I thought we made it up. We made up everything. Like, freedom. We made up yeah. freedom, didn't we? Exactly. Roy Kinnear is Tanner. I don't have any connection to Tanner. I don't... It's Ten? fine. It's pretty good enough. Okay, a lot of these characters, I have no nostalgia for, so I don't care. You already said you don't like Christopher as Blofeld. Jeffrey Wright is Felix Leiter. James Bond's American CIA counterpart. Okay. He's just like, oh, we're good friends, Felix. They met once in a poker game 14 years ago. So... Did they meet again in the second yeah, movie? Yeah, they're in the second movie. That's what I figured. I was like, they're um, definitely in so, the second movie that I missed. Kind of set you up a failure on that one, though. But... Yeah, thanks, Zach. It's one of those things I think you're meant to assume that they met between them. Yeah, I assume they met a couple times. I like that they were friends and they were buddies. Also, like, if Felix Slater isn't his friend, who does he got? Literally nobody. That's it. It's just the people he works with and that guy. That's the only other guy. And that also is basically just a guy he works with. Yeah. You take that from him. He's got a fun American friend. You can kind of be like... You're probably right that they weren't very good fans. They, it was probably still his best friend, though, because yeah. he doesn't have many. I think he's good. Jeffrey Wright's awesome, obviously. Oh, yeah. So would, do you want to talk a little specifically more about any of the, the villains' henchmen? You didn't, so you did not like, what's his name, as LeChief? He's, he's in Doctor Strange. Yeah, Mads Mikkelsen. I just, like... You didn't care for him? Didn't care. He's not a very interest. Like, he's interesting, but... I don't know. Not a lot of time is spent on him. Like no. developing him. He's like, he's good at math, he cries blood, his girlfriend almost gets killed by African warlords, and then he loses poker to Bond. What do you think of the idea that he... Bond hardly beats him? I mean, they do what they wanted, essentially, right? Which beat him in the poker game yeah. to get him to put him into an unfavorable position, which mm. he does. But then, like, ultimately, Mr. White just shoots him. Yeah, so he goes in that basement and executes him. <laughs> yeah, after he's torturing Bond by hitting him in the nuts. Yeah, so, like, they didn't really get him. I mean, they again, they kind of accomplished their goals regardless, but I always thought that was a fun thing. It was kind of like a bigger fish moment. Again, especially as it you know goes on to be revealed that like Mr. White is part of Spectre and all that. Yeah. I just wasn't crazy about it. You did say you liked um, Javier Bardem as Silva. I yeah. did. He was very interesting. Well, I guess we, what do you think about the, the recurring trope that all of the Bond villain henchmen are um, like deformed in some way? Are they? Yeah, that's like the kind of trope. You know, like, odd job. Is, I mean he's just like a dwarf, I guess. So that's not a terrible one. <laughs> you know, you got like jaws in the older movies, he's got like metal teeth. There's this guy with diamond face diamonds in his face. You got that guy. How is he deformed if he has diamonds in his face? They're like in stuck there? in his face. How do you get him in there? I don't remember. What's it's in re- it's one of the terrible Brazil ones. It's in Die Another Day. Yeah, it sounds really terrible. I don't know I don't know any of the henchmen you're talking about. Why no. I'm just saying. <laughs> you know what, odd job. He's a short guy with a razor hat. You already mentioned him. I thought him. he was taller. I thought was like a big no, guy no. fights bond. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's like a big, oh, he's he's a big, big tall, burly oh, guy. There's a different henchman in Man with a Golden Gun who's like a dwarf. My apologies. Um, sure, you know about James Bond. Yeah, jeez. I feel like dum-dum. You should. But so, obviously, in these ones, Lashief has his weird crying blood eye. Right. Silva's face is ruined from cyanide. How is he a henchman, though? Oh, he's just a villain. Oh, he's just a vi- I said the villain/slash henchman. No, you said the villain's henchman. I meant, like, either one. Well, you weren't very clear oh, about my that. Goodness. How oh am I to know? Oh my goodness. You can say saying one thing and meaning another does does not help and me. Spectre, make... obviously, like Blofeld gets his iconic ruined eye with the scar. Dave Batista's got metal nails. I thought he painted them gold. I thought it was just like a, a nail polish. They were metal? They're meant to be metal. He digs a man's eyes out with them. Yeah, so. but I could do it with my thumbs. <laughs> um could you? you? Wanna try? Not really. But... Well I definitely could. My thumbs are pretty meaty. No, they're like actual like it's not metal. very. It's not very clear they're metal. You can just blind a man. Why with... would he just paint them gold? I don't know. It's a fucking Bond movie. Okay. I don't care. Well, so you saw. You did notice that his nails were metallic, and I you just, just assumed he... that was a stylistic choice. Yes, not actual metal on his nails. Yeah. Well, it, it is. <laughs> okay. Well, that's d- stupid. So none of a to then. No. None of it. <laughs> All there. right. Again, yeah, was well, not very impressed for these movies. We don't really get fun cars until Skyfall and Spectre, where they're actually doing Bond gadget stuff. But pretty good, right? Pretty good. Classic. Uh, even in Skyfall, the only thing it really does is they they um allude to the ejector seat and they use the guns, but they don't do anything else with it. Not suits, fine. Watches. He's got an Omega, not a Rolex. That's pretty good because he's always got a Rolex. He got he's got a Seamaster because he's, he's he watch. He's a Navy man. And then in Skyfall, it explodes or Spectre rather, it explodes. Pretty good. Pretty, yeah. good. pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, I guess that's most of what I had. Wish you liked them more, Jack. Because as I said, I really I really enjoy them. They're kind of important to me. So I thought it's a damn shame you didn't enjoy them very much. I I, I can't help but feel somewhat responsible for that. Because I really feel like I set you up for failure by, by making you watch them all in, in sequence like that. In one night. Into the wee hours of the morning. I can't help but think you were in some ways doomed to fail, Jack. I so, always love being set up like that. I apologize for that. Much but. like James Bond in any of his movies. Kind of set up here. I fear that if, if we hadn't done that, you would have just enjoyed them more, maybe. I never know. I guess we'll never know. I guess not. So, let's talk about No Time to Die, specifically. Okay. So, I thought we could run down essentially the same list for this one, even. Okay. So, the cold open of this one, I personally thought was kind of iffy. One, now, here's the thing. I understand why they have to do stuff like this. Um, also, I, the the cold open flashback one with, with Madeline as a, a young girl, right? That one's important. One, I have a problem with that, actually. Okay. Um, I don't care for the idea that her mother was killed then. Because in Spectre, when James Bond inquires as to Mr. White's wife... Miss, Mr. White's wife. Mr. White's wife. <laughs> yeah. He says that she left him long ago, right? Yeah. Whereas this, it just shows she's dead. She, she was murdered, murdered. By Now, I suppose you could argue that it was a second wife that he got who also left him mm-hmm. i guess that could work or i guess obviously the maybe the easier explanation is just that she he didn't want to tell him which i think is also just valid enough but still kind of bothered me but i did like that they kept to it in other aspects right in specter she specifically mentions the gun under the sink when, when she's she... yeah when on the train he's showing her the gun and he's like you got to be able to kick her and then she like takes it all apart and i know yeah, guns Oh, yeah. And he's yeah, like, I don't yeah, have it. to teach her anything. And she's like, when I was a little girl, a man came to kill my father, and he didn't know that my father kept a Beretta under the sink. That's why I don't like guns. And That obviously is this exact event, right? Oh, I don't remember saying that at all. <laughs> man. <laughs> that would have been towards the end of your viewing your uh, party there. I'm so delirious so at that point. It might have been. So I liked that. A lot of that movie's a blur. I didn't particularly love that there was like two cold opens because it ended up going for quite a while before the intro oh yeah and again it wasn't much of a cold open um it just kind of was the plot of the movie yeah so i don't know um again like the whole do they lean too much into being interconnected i don't know man i i can't lie to you man i'm kind of sick of them going back to the whole vesper well right right yeah like i get that he really loved her and all but like jesus it's like as from oh, just a storytelling perspective, I, I understand that in real life, you probably would never get over here. That's fine. It's like cool and all. But from a movie perspective, how many times can you expect him to be to cry over Eva Green's dead character? Right. Who died like, in I get it. Man. She died in 2006. Like, I get it. Especially because there is that whole like kind of, you know, like if he sided the relationship that's kind of uncovered afterwards. It's like, you know, kind of cast some doubt on it. Right. Yeah. She ever really loved him. Yeah. And again, I think they implicate. I think we're meant to understand that she did. Of course, but still, it's kind of iffy. And, like, it's obviously, it's another thing, I guess, like, before, like, he shouldn't be blaming himself. It's not his fault that she ended up with in that situation, is it? So, like, I thought it was weird. I, I also thought it was weird. I don't know. You, you obviously have watched um, CineRail more recently than me. Do you think the implication is just that she was buried there because that's very close to where she died? Because she did die in yeah Italy. Yeah, I think that's why. But she died in, like, Venice? Right? Is that there, Yeah. No. Yeah. She's in Venice. But that doesn't... It's not the same place they're in, is it? Nope. Not in Venice at all. They're by so... the Longa cliffs by like probably Sicilia. It's weird. Because is what? American? No, I don't know. No, oh, she's British. Is she British? She's for accountant for saying. Okay. She... Okay. She is right. I couldn't remember if she was American. Right? But so yeah. So like why is she... Bar- I thought that was kind of weird. Um. And again, it goes on for long. But I thought that was one of the best action sequences of the whole thing was the car chase. That was a cool with car, the car chase. Because that is other than the one they did use it obviously in that in the car chase with Hanks in um, Spectre there, but he really broke out of the gadgets and he got to use them against like multiple adversaries and all, oh, which yeah. is really cool. They really showed off the the bulletproofness of that car for sure. I like yeah I like when he's just sitting there just as they're shooting he's just him it, stewing and just wait he's so angry she's like do something and he's getting real close and he's almost breaking he's like all right I'll just wait now and he'll just like. And then he just donuts with the miniguns, right? Yeah. That's badass, right? I and, mean come and on. The smoke. You had to like that, right, Yang. Like, no, I like If you liked anything in these movies, that was pretty sick, man. I liked it. That no, it was cool. It's great. This it is a good car. Damn shame it always gets ruined. <laughs> well it's gotta. I like when uh Inspector, when uh Q's like, oh, I was gonna give you this car, it's gonna be yours, uh, Bond, but you're, you're bad. You're grounded, so it's gonna double nine. <laughs> And then, the, and then <laughs> he gets the car. And there's a bottle champagne. And he goes, "Ah, damn you!" He hits the atmosphere switch, and he thinks it's gonna like be something helpful. And it's just like the atmospheric music that Double Nine likes. <laughs> He's like, "God damn it!" They all drive on the wrong side of the road too. On the outside, no, not a fan how they do that. No, like the British. <laughs> They're no yeah. good. Unless you're listening. If you're British and you're listening, you're the best. Oh. We love you. Keep Thank listening. You. The best Brit ever to live, besides William the Conqueror. He's not. A, he wasn't a Briton though. Yeah, that's why he was the best one. He conquered him. <laughs> Sh- they all thought they were priests because they shaved because they weren't. He, I have watches on here. It's a watch. He pulls guy's eye. It's a it's a EMP watch. It's pretty good. They did that thing that unfortunately happens where um, Q explained to him what an EMP was, even though every movie we go on Earth knows what an EMP is by this point. Mm. But he didn't he didn't draw out too long, did he? He was pretty short. This yeah. point. like it'll fry things. Don't worry about it. So that was that was pretty good. Suits Anything to say about his suits in this one. <laughs> Not really. No, if anything, he wears some of the. This might be the least suits he's worn. Because hey. a lot of his scenes, he's not wearing in the beginning. He's not wearing a suit. It's only the only big suit time is uh, it's one in Cuba, of course, right? It's one that Cuba thing was, uh, Let's what get to is that? It? Let's get in, it? in a second, hold on. I will not be silenced. <laughs> gadgets. He really didn't have much gadgets in this one either, did he? Other than the watch, not at all. And uh, smart blood, which they brought up again, but that's like a carryover. How many times do you think I get an objective, right? What's up with that? Because they inject him and in consider Royale to track him. They inject him in a uh, Spectre. And they inject him again and. He he's the just eye. full of injections. He's <laughs> full of smart blood. Probably, he's not dead. There's so much metal in his blood. <laughs> what about the henchman in this one? They call him Cyclops because he's got he's missing an eye. It's yeah. a bit rude. It's a bit harsh. I don't care for him. I don't care about him. He's not interesting. He doesn't say any lines of dialogue. He says something. Okay, he literally says dialogue. I mean, What'd he he's say? He's not a mute. What? Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't, he says. I don't care, I don't care about him. is not okay. interesting. Fine, okay. um, I don't respect him because he has a disability. There, I said it. Oh, come on, jeez. That is kind of a thing, isn't it? Though that is kind of like the the weird undertone of that that all the villains slash henchmen are like deformed, just physic- Yeah, just have like physical disabilities. It's a bit like, like yeah, if yeah. You, if you're not a perfect human, you're kind of a monster and are it's evil. A weird. Yeah, calling him Cyclops is probably a bit. I think we've talked about that for Star no. Wars, where it's yeah. like yeah. It's- cyber are shorthand for evil so yeah. if you're more machine than man <laughs> um the you... gun barrel in this one huh i don't even remember okay well they just did it in the beginning they of the movie it. yeah it's fine dun, 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 i don't dun, 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 dun. okay how about the scene did you pick up on this towards mm-hmm. the very end he he does the gun barrel thing in the movie does he it's, it's when he's in the in the missile silo place, and they're like in the shootout, and then they, at one point he like rounds a corner and draws on a guy real quick and shoots him, and it's in this like long round corridor. He d- he starts I've, the pose. I vaguely remember that. Yes, it's pretty good, right? I, I think that's the first time it's ever been used in the context of the film, right? Which is kind of fun. Yeah, that's nice. Um, what did you think of the theme song for this one? this one you could not skip. I know. You philistine. Uh... What did you think of it? I'd be a plebeian, not a philistine. Whatever you are, man. No, you're a philistine because you can appreciate good art. Oh, I don't to think they're wrong. Like thing. Billie Eilish's No Time to Die. This is a classic one. See, only two out of the five of the James Bond, or the Daniel Craig James Bond moves, have had the song actually named after the movie where they say the name of the movie in the song. This is one of them. It's good. I like think she knocked it out of the park. Honestly, I don't remember the song at all. all remember, she said there's just no time to die. All, I don't remember that at all. All I remember from that sequence is when the guns make DNA. The hell does that even mean? You don't remember the song at all. I couldn't tell you the song. I couldn't sing a single note from that song. If you gun to my head, sing a note from the melody. I feel couldn't like do it. Check. I gave you a lot of cops, or, uh, props before for watching them all, but the more you talk about it, the more I feel like you didn't you didn't really try though. At the same time, did you? I did it though. Mm. I I was never. Now let's be clear. I was never asked to try. You said to me, you were like, oh, I tried to enjoy them. I did. But the more you say about it, it feels like you didn't. I tried. Like, not listening? Did you just tune out the dialogue as well at points? Well, some some of the dialogue was hard to hear. I didn't have any close captions. I tried. Sometimes, for for Spectre at least, they talk so quietly. I literally legitimately could not hear them sometimes. Because they, like, whispered to each other. James Bond and his lady friend just whisper. And I, like, legitimately could not hear them. And I was like, this sucks. It's 1 a.m. I'm tired. I'm a little delirious. They're whispering. I don't care about Christoph Waltz, like I just. Uh. All right. So, what's your excuse for not listening to the songs? Does that sound like the behavior of someone who's really trying to enjoy them, getting getting into the spirit? Is I, just ignoring one of the essential elements? You know, the thing about that is, that I'm of rank, recognize <laughs> no authority but God. Ah, that's cool. All right. That was fun. That was fun that I yes. did a King Richard so, quote. Well, it wasn't very fun. I didn't. I'm I don't life. care if you are I cut I'll cut up this little bit from the fucking audio. I don't care. So I thought Billy Osh did a great job. At least one, she's the youngest person to ever do one, which is pretty cool. That's cool. And it's an American, so fuck you, England. Yeah. We're doing your movie. Let's we got go. A, yeah, we got an American in there doing it, eh? Yeah, get em. Came Can't do movie. She she's by far not the first American to do it, but uh it good on good on to all the keep same. that going. I mean, Chris Cornell obviously like Guitaro did one. Madonna did one. Did she? Good for oh, yeah. her. It's the worst one. Widely Ooh. considered to be, I don't hate it, but I don't know a lot of it. Down music, garbage. did one the band garbage? Oh. Really good one. That's the world is not enough. Excellent. My my single favorite, I think. I think if you're talking like most iconic best Bond theme song, you probably got to go either either Goldfinger or Diamonds Are Forever. But I think just best song like that stands on its own more so as a song is uh, Live and Let Die by Paul McCartney Wings. Excellent. You know that song? That's a song you probably just heard, right? Yeah. Yeah. Da, 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 da. yeah, that's just a song, but it's um, from that because of that. It's great. I think that song's sick, so. It's a good song. I think Billy Ash did good, and I agree. I thought that it looked cool. The DNA, that obviously came into play, didn't it? It did. DNA, that's fun, so all the guns shooting into the DNA, they're really cool. Um, They did cards and stuff, too. I feel like I knew that plot point going in. I don't know where I heard that there was, like, I saw that trailer like when mm. it was supposed to come out, like, two years ago <laughs> Yeah, where, like, they're like it's gonna track your DNA or something. Cause I, I that PowerPoint is so familiar to me. So what do we think of uh, some of the other returning characters in this one? So obviously all the ones we mentioned before I come back. Ray finds his M, Tanner, Q, Money Penny, and even the you. only one I liked because he did the most. He did good though, right? He was fine. Him and Bond are like buddies by the end of these. Oh, I like I like that, and I like how he's always dragging Bond is always dragging him in. Q's like I just I just want this job, man. Like I'm just I I, I'm, I just I'm have a, a mortgage. A job. I need, I need money. Couldn't that dynamics just kind of shifted a little, which is kind of fun. Cuz in the old movies, it's always Q is like, "Hey, can you bring my stuff back in one piece?" You're like, "Breaking all my things. Could you not for once?" And Bond's like, "Ha ha, we'll see." And in this one Bond is like bullying him to be like, "Hey, come on, do this for me though. Yeah, you're going to do this for me though, right?" Yeah. "Ah, come on, Q though, come on." Yeah, and Q's like, "Oh, jeez Christ, am I get fired, aren't I?" Got on though. Got on though. Like he, does it, he does it every time. Yeah, exactly. exactly. No, no questions asked. He always fixes his car, doesn't he? So, can you really complain? Nothing for, except for Monty Penny. She's good. How about M? M's a little devious in this one. He's up to some shenanigans. Yeah, he's up to some. Yeah, nothing. Nothing. nothing for the the just nothing, man. Uh, the incomparable Ray Fiennes. I mean, good I mean, on for great him. Great actor. It was Voldemort. He was in the Grand Budapest Hotel. Mm-hmm. Nothing for our boy Tanner. No, I don't care about Tanner. All right. He's only in like one scene. What about Christoph Waltz? Fine, don't care. Pretty crazy in this one. Yeah, he just fully jumped the jump that boat. Eh? And then he's just dead. Yeah, I mean, he's just dead. I thought that was kind of anticlimactic. Can't lie. Yeah, he goes. and he's like I'm going to kill you and then he goes uh, I'm dead. What did you think of the new 007 in this one? She's cool. Nomi, portrayed by um it is her, The actress looks familiar. I thought I'd seen her The Deshana Lynch is her name. Um, what else she done? She's Maria Rambo. That's so why that I recommend her. Yes. That makes sense. Um, thought she was fine. I feel like this is tough. Cuz at one point I'm I was sitting there thinking like, man, it seems like they kind of made, went out of their way to make her, like, annoying and, like, unlikable and mean. But then again, I was kind of like, James that's Bond. kind of James Bond, I guess. He's annoying. I didn't. I thought James Bond was annoying. And I a dickhead. guess it's just because we're more used to him and, like, established, and you know you're like, well, I run like James Bond. He's just a lovable kind of scamp. Whereas this because she's a new character, I feel like that's the only reason I was more so like, oh, why is she being so hard to get along with? Um, so then by the end, and again, obviously, they sort of, like, they kind of make up towards the end, don't they? And they're pretty buddy. Yeah, they're friends. So what do you think about the potential of her potentially continuing the the franchise as 007 with, you know, the rest of the supporting cast around her? Carry, you know, carry over Q, carry over Monty Penny, carry over M. Fine, I guess. Gotta be honest. i have no interest in watching more of these movies. Uh, <sighs> Not to break you for it. I know I saw a quote I, okay. that Daniel Craig was like, When he's asked, like, should there be female James Bond? He's like, well, not really, because you just write characters that aren't James Bond who are just as good as he is. I mean, that's kind of our philosophy, especially because James Bond is just a guy. I don't know how you make him a girl without just making a different character, right? Just make a new character at that point. Why are you trying to force it? Unless it's a girl who had a tragic backstory of an orphan and was a lieutenant commander in the Navy and yada, yada, yada. But again, probably just make a different character. And I, I kind of was on the same thing. Like, what's the point? If you do it so different, it's, I definitely was on this time for a while. I was like, well, if you make it a girl, is it even the same kind of franchise anymore? But I think if you do what I just described there, you keep the supporting cast, you keep the, the tropes, you know, you carry over, the she's got a spy car, she's got the watch, she's got whatever, she, she can dress fancy too. She can have all the accessories, she can have exploding pens and bullshit. Oh yeah, all She, she, of nonsense. she has M, she has Q, I don't know, that's kind of still a James Bond movie in a sense. Isn't it? I'd have to agree. So I think they, I think they could do it. I guess, I guess you don't care. Pretend you care for a minute. We're cool, pulling. Um, right, I'm ready. So would you rather that they carry over this cast and you know, like I said, all the supporting cast, and and uh, this this new 007, and they do kind of sequels using that, or would you rather they get a new actor in for James Bond and do another fresh reboot and you know, kind of wipe everyone? I think I'd prefer they just keep the actors, because I like Q, and I, I think they're just fine. That's kind of how it. I feel. I kind of agree, and I think it's fine to, to maybe let it lie for a while, right? Yeah. So, I don't... I don't know if we've fully said yet, but obviously, we're talking about the new one, so definitely spoilers from here on. Absolutely. We haven't said anything super bad yet, right? No. But from here on, definitely spoilers. 100%. Because the big thing... So, obviously, at the end of this one, he dies, so... I think because, again, they really decided to make this a self-contained series here of the films of we're going to show his first mission as Bond and his last. definitive last mission as Bond. I think I wouldn't mind if they kind of took a break, maybe for it, and they made a movie or two that was just a different... Again, you just just know me being 007, and they just kind of let James Bond as a character rest for a while. I think that'd be nice. He's for like 50 years. If you kill him and then just two years later you just have a new actor being him what was even the you point kinda, yeah right why would you kill him such a fun act, right so i've i know a lot of people for the longest time have been saying um idris elba has been a big name i feel like the problem with idris elba is he's also old <laughs> yeah he's not a, he's not he's not like a young he's like 50 ish yeah right like i i mean good on him i like idris elba a lot but great um, actor I think it'd be a weird choice to swap out um, old Daniel Craig for old Idris right? That's I don't cool. know if you can really start a new franchise again, especially when the expectation is that you do at least a few, movies. three, you know, three or so. Four. Yeah, um, Michael B. Jordan. Then he's American. Put American Chase Bond. Really, <laughs> fucking throws Brits for a loop. Pretty good. Good stuff. He's a great actor. One of our best. Yeah. Send him in, and infiltrate him. So I guess let's start by that just a little specifically, though. What do you think about? Him dying and how they killed him and all. I I just... I don't know why they had to do that to him. I kind of hey, agree, the, right? The man's real dirty. Um, you know, like, I don't know. It's not, like, obviously the worst way things could have gone for him in this movie. He left behind a pretty good, like, legacy and all that. And he, he kind of set most things right, right? But I agree. I wish they hadn't, I guess. It's just... It's kind of needlessly pessimistic in a to an extent, I feel. I don't know. I just wish I hadn't. I I kind of would have liked that he just drove off into the sunset and had a good life. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, especially because he, he more or less seems to get that inspector. It's weird they brought him in, and then for, like, his actual last one, they're like, we're going to fucking kill him. Just kill him right um, off. And I think, tying back into what we were saying about Daniel Craig having something of a contentious relationship with these movies, I wonder if he did not insist upon this. Of, like, hey... For this last one, can we actually just definitively kill me? And the character. And especially because they like they like quadruple killed this man, right? Because they did the whole like, well, even if he lives, he can never touch his family again without killing them. Yeah. Horribly. And they did, and then they did like the we're gonna drop hellfire missiles on him. And then they literally showed like his heartbeat sensor. All zero, like all his vitals, just zero, right? Flatline, like they really were, like he is, he's dead, dead." disintegrated. Yeah, nothing's left to even. And I wonder if this is so that for the rest of his life, Daniel Craig doesn't have to be like, you know, to come back though? You know, because I feel like there would have been a thing, even if they were like, because again, they, I think more so than they've ever done before, hype this up as this is Daniel Craig's last one. His last one is Bond, because again, they didn't really used to do that, right? I wonder if there was like a. Yeah, we know that was like your last, last one, but you think you do a comeback at some, you know, like an old Bond, which I think would have been cool, personally. I, I think that'd be interesting. Like, an actual, properly old, like he's, you know, 60, 70, being like, we, we need you back for one last row, Bond. Yeah. It's like, I can hardly shoot straight. Yeah. So I, but I feel like Daniel Craig was like, I do not want to hear this for the rest of my life. People asking me, kill me off definitively so that for the rest of my life, I don't have to have people ask me questions about it. Yeah. So... I, I really feel it's probably part of what influenced <laughs> that. And I don't I don't love it, but is what it is, I guess. Yeah. I guess it is kind of like closure even for the audience, though, because you don't have to worry about it yourself now, right? Right. I, it was kind of in the back of my head. It's like, especially if they continued, if they do end up continuing within this, you know, universe here, I guess you'd always be like, where's James Bond, though? Because, like, if things were looking really dire, you'd be like, well, oh, James Bond's going to come back, right? Right. You know, Craig's going to be right around the corner. He, he can't, I mean... We know he retired, but like this is pretty serious. He's retired three times. This is kind of serious. You know, he should come back now. So I kind of get why they had to do it. And I guess again, he got a pretty good ending, all thing. You know, he had a kid, and his his girlfriend or whatever actually liked him. Oh, that's good. What do you think about? You didn't see? You kind of just mention offhand. Like, did you did you like Madeline in Spectre and Scott? In not at all. Why? I I was care for. I don't didn't really couldn't really understand her, so I didn't get a lot of dialogue. Oh like, li- like literally, I could not hear her. Like, my, the closed captioning wasn't working for some reason. So I literally could not, like, I'd, like, try. I turned it up. She whispered a lot of her lines. I was just like, why Why are you here? Who's who's your dad again? I don't really, I'm not super clear. Mr. White, what do you mean, who's her dad? Well, it took me a minute. It's not clear? Well, I mean, again. What part of that's not clear? Again, I'm going to check that up to... It was like midnight, and I was tired. I wasn't super. But focused. He, her dad, is in like the scene, like. Well, it took two it, scenes it, preceding hers. So. I wasn't confused for very long, but for a moment, I'm just saying. In the moment, I was like, "Wait a minute, who are you again?" And then it was okay. Close. How about after her very first scene, you never at any point grew to enjoy her as a character? No, not at all. Okay, I don't know why she's in love with Bond. I don't know what. I don't know what the chemistry is. Okay. I don't really listen. You said this a couple times. You understand that in movies, right? A lot of times people it's, fall in yeah, love with happens within the, the timeline of a singular movie and you don't right, really question right, yeah. it. Why why is that so bothersome to you here? I don't know. That people fall in love with Daniel Craig, a man who's suave and cool. I don't Wouldn't know. you, Jack? I mean I guess. Well so then what do you, what, can you really blame him? I guess I can't blame him, but they meant not like it. You you don't like I, I think it's an interesting like dynamic there. The whole like he's a He's an assassin essentially, and her father was an assassin, and like she's maybe the only woman who could ever really understand him and like love him for him, because she gets it. I think that's an interesting dynamic. No, that's interesting. <laughs> okay, what do you think of his kid? Fine, it's a kid, the Villain line speaks French, or that's no, French. Um, is it French? That no, yes. would be. Okay. Cloven cool. no, or speak French? Uh, I. What is it? The the guy with the mask.
1: Okay, so let's talk about Seems so, far Malek, too young.
0: Far too young. I had that same... That was another one of my complaints that I had. I don't see why... He was like an adult when she was a child, and she's like a 30-year-old woman, and he still looks like he's also 30. I had that same thing. I think Rami Malek must just look good for his age, because I literally thought he was younger than her, mm-hmm. in, like in real life. He's not. She, He is four years older than her, but that's not enough. No. And I enough. don't think he looks enough. I don't. I don't even. Yeah. Again, I. I think you could make the pretty stronger that he doesn't look four years older than her now. Also, um, his motivations for why he's doing it, I guess, weren't super clear to me. Maybe I just wasn't paying attention. Well, I agree. It's like that. That's kind of what I was referring to. Whether it's like he still blames her. It seems. Um. But other than that, what, what part of his motivations aren't clear? I don't know. I just don't get why he's. Why he's. Why he's doing it. Well, so he dislikes... He kills Spectre. He kills right, everyone on Spectre right, I, I, I get the Spectre thing. He I blames them for his family's death. The, the world thing. He's kind I of think, just being evil. Yeah. I yeah, so. I guess. I think it's Should, just like... Well, because it seems like he's selling it. Like, high is bitter. He's just... He's just kind being of chaos. Evil. Asian chaos kind of deal. Yeah. She want money. He didn't give a shit about anything. I, just, I, felt, I didn't feel like him and Bond had a lot of interactions to really... No, he didn't. He as, wasn't in it very much at, at all. Yeah, um, to them as antagonists. Like, as Ruin as I liked um, Javier... Whatever his name is Bird character, Bordem's yeah. character, is because he interacts with Bond a couple times and it's very impactful and they're very and they're two sides of the same coin. Like they're it's well written because mm-hmm. he's also an agent who went crazy and they're very similar. So it's compelling. And he talks to Bond a lot and it's like, hey, I know what's up. Like it's kind yeah. of cat and mouse. But this guy, he doesn't see Bond doesn't see him until the end. Yeah. And like the thing about it is like as much as I is this going to kind of conflict with what I was saying earlier If uh, I sort of wish they just kind of just did just movies for the sake of it. Right. I feel like when you go out of your way to try to establish this, Hey, this is not just the, a movie. This is not just another Bond movie. This is the culmination of all five of his movies. This is the culmination of a 15 year run of Daniel Craig as James Bond. You can't kind of have your cake and eat it too there. Right. Yeah. You can't just be like, it's just another movie, which is another guy. Because, again, obviously within the context of a normal Bond movie, it is, you know, more than standard to introduce the villain within that same movie and all that, right? But when they're they're not just introducing a new villain and a new plot and everything, they would be like, hey, okay, here's a new one. Because they're trying to, like, tie it all in and be like, this is also, like, a follow-up and it's a, it's a sort of direct sequel and we, we want to bring in all the other characters and remember Inspector and we want to tie it all in together. To just be like, this guy just came out of nowhere, he's actually even worse, he he yeah. actually beat Spe- he just killed them all on it by zone, He's even actually. better. He, he beat Specter. He's actually worse than Specter. He killed Specter. He killed Blofeld. He's the new main villain. You got to be like last movie? We just had the thing of it's me Bond, the architect of all your pain. It's like he he Blofeld was supposed to be the guy from the beginning, as it turned right, out, and yeah. now he just got for Axed. this guy. Yeah, who? Yeah, we don't really know. It's not really clear what he's got yeah, like. Obviously, again, he's just kind of Eve, whatever, but the weird dynamic he's got with Madeline, like, is he's supposed to be in love with her, I guess? That's weird, though. That's very know. bizarre, especially because he first met her as a little Child girl. And I don't. Killed her mom. I, it's not clear of... to me why he would have saved her. Um, I especially because at some point he's. I, again, I, I think you're meant to understand that he loves her, right? Maybe, but at the same time, he also seems very willing to kill her. Um, so it makes you wonder why he saved her in the or, first place. Or just blind her with plant. Tea. If he really wants to blame her for what her father did, which is obviously ridiculous. Why did he save her in the first place? He should have just set her drown that day, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. And I don't know how he like walks around pretty well for a guy who gets shot six times and was point blank in the chest and falls think, off a balcony. So I was, I paid very, I really tried to look in that scene. I think he only is actually hit once. I think she messes the other ones. is the implication. Oh, okay. But he still falls off that balcony. It's he absolutely crazy. falls. He takes a tumble. He takes a tumble. And, and then like flat on his back, and he's still like able to walk pretty. What do you think of him also looking kind of weird? He's got his weird poison scars. It's kind of weird. I don't know. He's kind of raspy and sort of like different. Yeah. He also just like acts weird. I don't know if that's poison got to his head or what, or he's just insane. I think he probably just. <laughs> probably insane. just traumatized by the event more than anything. Yeah. Seeing his family die or whatever. And he's always like, I like poison a lot. I'm around plants all the time. They ju- I think in any other movie he would have been quite the good Bond villain. I think he he checks the boxes. He's like kinda weird and out there and yeah. Likes plants or whatever. I don't know, that's fine. He's he's got a thing, he's got a gimmick, he's the poison guy. I like it. Yeah. I just think if you're trying to do this whole this is the culmination of everything, I just again because there's so much other stuff going on in this movie, he barely is in it. Mm. And I feel like you don't get enough to really like set him up as a threat that I really should care about. Right, yeah. So, do you think it was a, it was a good sort of send-off for Dino Craig? Yeah. I think, I think it works. Good. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good scene. Again, even though I didn't love it, I think they did it. They handled it as well as could be expected. I like he's talking to Q, and he's like, hey, Q. I, uh... And then Q kind of realizes, he's like, oh, shit, you've got the poison, you got the poison for your specific wife on you, don't you? Yeah. He's like, yeah. He's like, could you, you think you could put me on her? He's like, oh, geez. Yeah, 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 sorry of course, I, dude. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> I liked when they did the toast for him at the end. Yeah, the they glass down, and they clink it. Should nice. tear from him there. Should tear from my boy James. Thought that was nice. They're all in the circle. Thought it was nice. They, yeah, be. they clink the jazz. I that. didn't no, not that. Should tear. Well, you don't care. No, you're the heartless, cold, heartless man. It's always nice to be. And I also like they're just they do the thing, and he reads the, the poem, <laughs> and then he's like, "All right, back to work, back to work, <laughs> fellas." That's pretty good. That's good stuff. That to me really does kind of suggest maybe they're they're gonna carry this stuff over, or it also could just be like, well, we're not gonna come back to this universe, you know. But obviously, it just sort of understood. They just kept on going. Yeah, they can't There's stop. Stuff to save, eh? People die every day. We gotta keep going. I guess just generally, the action in this one, I thought was really good. Now you say you want more like gimmicky, sort of gadgety, kind of out there action. I really liked a lot of stuff, which was really not much of that, other than the the initial again the car thing, right? With the with the spy car. Mm. A lot of it was just. Daniel Craig, and I think maybe this is because he's getting older, and they didn't want to do as much hand-to-hand stuff. A lot of it's just him running through buildings, and shooting guys very well. Yeah, he's having good marksmanship. Um, there's obviously the the one in Cuba devolves into that, right? The big shootout. Um, uh, what's strange about Cuba is that they introduced the um uh, the actress. I was gonna get to her, Jane. Okay, we just hold on. Let me go down my list. Oh, as long as your list. It, 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 that's the last thing on the list. If you just, if you just waited. Okay. So the Cuba is at the obviously the the final assault on the base. There's a lot of gunplay between him and moving um, stairs. 007. Yeah, that that obviously devolves more into hand and stuff. But that scene was really cool. I don't know if you know, they they kind of did the sort of one shot sort of thing. Mm. It, it's not you know a true one. There's hidden cuts in there, but they they do a, a tracking one shot for a lot of that. As he makes his way up the stairs, which I always enjoy when they when they go a way to do those, and yeah, he's just like kind of he's peeking his corners and he's taking dudes out and tossing grenades back and forth. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's good stuff. Yeah. What's oh the one in the forest? I very much enjoyed that. Oh, one. that was cool. It's all the mist and stuff. Yeah. And he, he trips, trips, the motorcycle and guy. Tripping, yeah. And he kills the guy pushing the car on. And him. he's just he's just shooting men at point blank range. He's just kind of assault rifle and he's just going at it because it's like the most important thing he's ever done. Right in that moment, it's like I'm protecting my whatever of, his you know wife I, and child you like know what i think that's james bond at like a thousand percent right yeah. there's like a, i just this is kind of a tangent but there's this part in archer archer you know it's like to show the cartoon is that when he has cancer needles on the rampage that, that's not what i was referring to that happens but that's archer's if anything kind of like a parody of james Bond, right um, yeah. but there's a part in that where he also gets a daughter towards the end of season and there's a part where he's about to fight a guy and he's like hey this whole time my entire life i've been half-assed everything now, imagine, like, you've just threatened my daughter here. Imagine there's a, a giant, like, godly hand has reached down and turned my dial from half-ass all the way to quadruple-ass. <sighs> and that's James Bond scene. He's just like, I'm just doing it. I'm killing all of these men. Yeah. He's like, sit here in this building. I'm going to go kill all those men real quick. Right. And he's just ruthless. I don't know. Again... You know, it's not, like, very spy is it? It's not very, like... And it's not... He's not doing judo chops or anything, is he? He's, he's just shooting, shooting a, men. Making traps with those... The yeah. Winch, the um, The winch? Winch, yeah. I, like... He faced that weird American guy who was, like, his fan or whatever, but also a bad agent. <laughs> and he's, like, you know, you're gonna tell me anything? He's, like, no, but yeah, I, I can help you. I promise. He's, like, you're gonna... How about you tell me anything? Like, oh, no. Killed, and then he drops a car He killed on my him. friend and he just pushes a car on That yeah. was sick. One thing I noticed is that... If his girlfriend, wife, lady hadn't wasted three bullets on the guy in the helmet, she would have had enough bullets to kill the villain when he shows up to get her because she kills a guy when mm-hmm. she comes in and then he shows up and she's out of bullets. But if she had just yeah. saved the bullet, because he only needed one bullet, he would have been able to shoot, well, shoot him and depends. probably would have been able to kill him and then the movie would have been over. Maybe. Yeah. Then it wouldn't have been two hours and 45 <sighs> minutes. Well, I guess when we talked about returning characters, we didn't really mention Felix Slayer. What do you, what do you think of him in this one? I thought it was fun. Said that he died. Very sad. They had to kill both. It is brutal. Yeah, they killed his friend and and they were like, and him. Again, that's like his only friend. Yeah. <laughs> it's rough. He's like, we're going to get out of here, Felix. I got him of that cigar. And he goes, let me go, man. I'm going to die. And he's like, fuck. What the fuck? <laughs> I got that cigar for him. And he's yeah. just like, you yeah. got it, right? You're going to do it? And he's like, yeah, I'll do it. I'll finish the mission. It's the not the James Bond movie we're in right now. We're in the I mean yeah, I'm in the James Bond movie. I'm gonna do it. So then the last I think the only thing we haven't covered for this movie it was the was the, the Bond girl. So obviously other than his wife or whatever, other than Madeline who's returning in the and he's the actual obviously like love interest. The first time I think I might add that he's had one carry over between movies. Other than like Ves- the Ghost of Vesperland, but <laughs> Ooh, the ghost. <laughs> so it was it was obviously Anna De Armas. that's her name on oh, as a uh, what's her name i don't know she's the name but i thought she was gonna be in the movie more she was cool she did a lot of, i like how she was like it's my first mission i just did three weeks training it's <laughs> yeah. great and he's like oh no that's nah. fun cuz then she seemed to be much more competent than yeah. that suggests yeah he's like only three weeks and she's like yeah well cuz she's kind of goofy as for like the field craft of it right yeah as for being an agent and all, but she's we're good at beating shooting up. people, <laughs> shooting people, yeah, Just flips and shit. Yeah, like pretty cool. Spin kicks. It was nice. And then she runs the car into the scaffolding that the doctor's yeah, on. And he pretty falls. good. That was very. She's cool. very competent when it comes to like the fighting stuff, which is fun because there's not other than the one you didn't see in Quantum of Solace. Um, there's not been a lot of like fighting, like you know, peers and the Bond girls in these in these movies, right? Right. Like none of the other ones have also been like, you know, run and gun types alongside him. So that was cool. I agree. Again, I kind of wish she was in a war, but again, I I feel like it's kind of the same as Monica Bellucci, Inspector there, right? Like, I don't know. She served her purpose to cent extent, right? Like it's a globetrotting movie. And all these James Bond movies are. He was in Cuba for this specific thing. She helped him while he was there, and then she wasn't because she left <laughs> and she just went back to America. to be So in the like CIA. I don't know. Yeah, I think I think that's fine. Um. 'Cause I and people actually like were kind of speculating that beforehand that it was gonna be a similar scenario that like hey, I bet she's not gonna be in it much. And she wasn't, but I think that's fine I really liked her though for what she was. Very cool. Yeah, I think so. I thought she was super cool. And again, you said it was it was kind of funny there, right? Yeah. think mean, it's her first mission ever and she seemed kind of common, but then by the end he was like, You know what? You did great. You did great, Good job. Good job. And then she gave him the cigar and all good stuff. Yeah. Too bad he never never got to have it. No the bet he got literally blown the fuck up bigger to my boy. got anything else to talk about with this, or should we yeah. I can take off it? And- we probably should. We've been going. We've been going for literally an hour and a half straight. does did this last one change your mind at all? No, we no way to make it make, well, make you like him more. Oh no, not at all. you would you consider yourself after this, Jack? would you consider yourself a James Bond fan? No, huh. I viewed it. Do you think you have any intention of watching any of the other ones who which aren't featuring Daniel Craig? No. And or the one Daniel Craig film you have not yet seen. No. it's Just some suggestions for you. I had no injuries before and I have no interest after. A lot of the Pierce Brosnan ones are bad, but Goldeneye is good. Watch Goldeneye. You can got watch a game for it. Living Daylights. That's a good one. Goldeneye's got uh, Sean Bean in it. That's 6 O Doesn't he get trampled by cows in that one? Uh, no. <laughs> it's oh, that's a, the, different, it's that's a different Sean Bean death. Goldfinger, if you're wanting a Classic Sean Connery one, I think I'd say that one. I say Living Daylights? That's a good okay, one. That's a, That's a Timothy Dalton one. That's when he was edgy in the 80s. Ooh, edgy 80s. Usually the 90s are when it's edgy. No, that's when they got weird and campy again. You had, like, invisible cars and bullshit. Oh. Well, I guess it doesn't matter, though. Here, I'm going to watch him. All right, Ag Attack. into the finale of What If. So, what if the Watcher broke his oath? Yeah. Pretty good finale. What if, Jack? Probably, Probably this episode would have happened. And It did, didn't it? it? Did a lot of lot of what we kind of expected. Yeah, I would say so. would so okay. So they did the they did the team up right. They dragged everyone from their respective universes, mm-hmm. and I what I kind of liked about that is that they didn't just all show up. They kinda, we were summoned by the watcher. Yeah, and they like touched back in with those universes, and we saw where they were going after the cliffhangers that they left off on. Right. I very much enjoyed. Oh yeah. So like those universes aren't just left kind of dangling. So we saw as I. Talked about, I think, in the trailer, right? The mid-season sort of trailer. Yeah. Captain Carter's wearing the stealth suit because they essentially, because in her universe, she just popped into the future like Steve did, or the present, whatever. She went into a similar trajectory as him, right? Mm-hmm. So she ended up as an agent of Shield, and she's just doing the events of the Winter she, Soldier. She's just doing a uh, Winter Soldier, so she's wearing the stealth suit. Cool. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. I like that. To Child Star Lord shows up to help. Save Peter Quill from Ego. Ego. Good. Thanks. <laughs> Thor is fighting in Vegas. Yep, because the Ultron boss show up at the end of that episode. Doctor Strange is just trapped. No, well, that, they already, no, they already they got, got him, him in the last Strange. episode. Killmonger um, is just there. They're, they're about to get him for being a <laughs> <the> bad guy. <laughs> I was surprised that he got Killmonger. I was like, Yeah. They're going to recruit Killmonger, and I was like, He's going to betray him. I mean, him. I guess they needed one from every episode. I guess spoilers for what if finale. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> i throw it in there just in case. Um, I guess they just had to get someone from every episode, so they got in. And then they got the cut episodes for Gamora. Yeah, so we've talked about since, like, the beginning of What If. That's been one of the things we've called back to several times, like, repeatedly, is Warlord Gamora and or Sakari and Iron Man. I don't think I really would have ever guessed until, like, this episode, or obviously if we had seen it, that those would have been the same episode i don't know did you have that inkling no i did not um but that's how it turned out i guess um and as it turns out that is from a cut episode that for time because of like covid COVID and whatnot they did not finish that episode in time so there's just an episode we should have seen that would have made that all make sense yeah um that apparently now has gotten pushed to season two which I'm not gonna lie. I don't. I don't really love that. I, that kind of took me out of it. It's it's pretty bothersome. I think. Yeah, I, I would have to agree. It's it's not great. I mean, on the one hand, like you could argue that if we do get that episode in the future, we kind of get the gist of it, eh? Yeah, she clearly defeats Thanos, destroys the gems, and destroys the Infinity Gauntlet. Um, so I guess we know how that was gonna go. Um, and it also kind of like created some kind of problems within the actual episode. where like there was elements that they introduced that we didn't really understand because they were from that episode that we've not seen. Yeah, the Stone <laughs> the Crusher. Stone Crusher thing, yeah, so didn't love that. Um, I'm not gonna lie, though, I think I personally like, enjoyed the surrounding, touching in with those universes and all, more so than I did like the main kind of just beaten up Ultron. Ultimate Ultron there. What do you, what do you think? Uh, I kind not like it at all. No, I'm not gonna say it was bad or anything, it's fine, right. but like, I think to me at least, I mean, ultimately that's just kind of a big big brawl, right? Yeah, just a big beat-em-up. Yeah, so, it was fun, and again, like, it was interesting, obviously, it's a team dynamic that we've never really seen, Mm -hmm. obviously, because most of these characters don't really exist in the mainline MCU. I thought, very cool team, like, composition, I will say. It was kind of fun. Thor is the most one who's just, like, that's just Thor. It's just normal Thor. I mean, I guess you could even argue that, like, ultimately, Doctor Strange, Supreme, even though he's kind of, like, messed up, he's just, He's mostly still Doctor Strange. He's got all those demons inside him. Um, yeah, but again, it's kind of the, the just the composition of the overall team, like of them working together is is fun, and it provides interesting dynamics. They obviously pick up, they don't have her initially, but they pick up Black Widow from the yeah, that's sort of good. Age of Ultron timeline along the way. Pretty fun. It's the last living thing in the universe. Just... In her, yeah, basically in her timeline. Yeah. It yeah. was cool that her and captain carter have obviously it's like one-sided because of the nature of that but like they have sort of a relationship because in the mainline mcu like captain america and her end up as pretty good friends here's my thing why didn't she recognize thor that is a good question because she should because they did up ultron and beck little knows thor like very good question she'd be like hey thor what are you doing here you should be dead you couldn't even argue that she should are should recognize T'Challa. Peggy carter i was gonna say oh she uh, was... probably not t'challa yet but wouldn't she have, I mean she knows about Chala beforehand because <sighs> Chala is a prince maybe I mean I guess government. it really I guess it would really kind of depend it's I don't know they meet for the first time in Civil War certainly I thought they met before no I, I wouldn't think so think they just know about each other I think they know about each other because like they're make because the Wakandans are making stirs about the, the Sokovia Accords and everything okay I don't I mean I guess you really want to now she works for that government, but that's—I mean, she's not a politician, right? That's true. But she kind of kills politicians. That's true. She kind of assassin. I guess the question, but here's the thing: you got to remember, is that first of all, he's second in line to the throne, right? He's like a—you know—he's not even a really figurehead in his own right yet, right? And beyond that, they all believe that Wakanda is like a dirt poor backwater. Yeah, so like, he's not really much of anyone of note until he is, obviously. Until he's like actually, I'm the most powerful a superhero. <laughs> But yeah, that that was kind of. But it was still kind of a fun moment to be like, "Hey, I know you." Thought it was cool that she says that her father is Ivan and her dad is Alexi. That's <laughs> kind of fun. Oh, I I think I missed that, but that's fun. I like that because you know, obviously, uh, Ivan is the man who bore her, and Alexi, Alexi is the man who raised her, yeah. which is fun. That's obviously a little detail from when they got before Black Widow, so it's cool. Um, and so, do you got any specifics about the the fight there? I liked when he brought the zombies in, but that was very interesting. Oh, that was and cool. He yeah. he uses um, Scarlet Witch. I liked when Strange Supreme absorbs that giant explosion and then consumes it to fire back at Ultron. Pretty cool. Let Strange... out the big dragon. Yeah. That was fun. That was, I really liked that. Strange Supreme probably was the only reason they lived because he probably, probably yeah. was the only one who could actually match Ultron in terms of sheer power. Doctor he, Strange once again kind of solos, like he did to Thanos in Infinity War. <laughs> yeah, because like his mag—I mean, like literally in his episode, his magic destroys a universe. Yeah, just straight up. So he his power probably rivals the stones, at least one of them, or maybe more. How about when he goes uh, so on sh- Time Stone? Was it? You remember, he's got his—I forget he even has, he even has his own Time Stone. Yeah. So he's like, he already has his, all his power plus an Infinity Stone. How about when he uh, do all the hammers? <laughs> That was good. I, liked yeah, that I like lot that a lot too. Right? They'll combine and they'll do the lightning. Yeah. yeah, but obviously they just get him. They get him real good because the Strange Supreme. I get ultimately and he sacrificed. Well, because that was kind of a fun like twist of it. They, they kind of beat him and then they with uh, obviously with Zola there, right? So that that's a fun carryover. Um, makes you wonder why they didn't just why she he didn't just get Black Widow from that universe. She could have come in handy. He should have known that. If he's chosen everyone, if he's just picking people out of time, if he's already breaking his oath, he may as well grab her too. Might as well grab it too. Whatever. So that was fun. They brought him back. That's a good way. I'm like I don't know. It makes sense to me, right? Like we got to beat a robot guy. You got to kind of do robot means. You know to do so. So that's fun. Yeah. And then I did like that to uh Kilmar just kind of betrayed them because like they I feel like in that episode they made even less effort to um make him sympathetic than they did in in the Black Panther movie like he's just a straight up villain yeah he's just like a a guy's just like I'm gonna take ultimate power yeah so it'd have been kind of weird if he came back in in this episode he's like yeah but I'm I'm good for this I guess so it makes sense that he wanted to grab power himself at the end and uh, I guess he's just locked in eternal combat with uh, Zola I like how they took um, Supreme Strange like immediately out he's Uh like no he's like well you gotta do this forever you gotta watch him because if they break out they'll destroy everything because I was like, well, since they're bringing Peggy Carter in, they can theoretically just take, be like, well, we already have to Cumberbatch. We could just make him be Doctor Strange and this weird monstrous one. Yeah. Who is probably even stronger than his current MCU mm-hmm. incarnation. But they go, actually, this Strange has to do this forever, like for eternity. So he can never be in the MCU because he has to do this task. When people were theorizing, he was like, maybe he's the villain to be a villain in something upcoming or even in i don't think he's really a villain he's not i say i was gonna say i think i think it, you know you could have kind of got to that i see how you could arrive at that and i think i probably thought the same thing after that episode but with this now i think it's clear that he's not a villain mm. per se he obviously lost his way and like he's not Full of as good as like the normal version of dr strange but he's not a bad guy no not at all he had one specific goal and it wasn't Necessarily right, but it again, it wasn't like evil inherently. Mm. So yeah, I don't think that's work. Where... So then, like I said, I kind of liked this surrounding stuff. So I liked returning everyone to their respective universes. That was kind of fun. So Star Lord and the Peter Quill teamed up. Well, oh, yes, I Star Lord and Star Lord. Yeah, <laughs> they they were sound like they were teaming up at the end. That was fun. Yeah, and Jane and Thor get together. and they had, yep, like, a it's date. nice, happy ending. I like that. Black Widow was like, hey. Uh, everyone in the universe is dead. Can I not be the only one left? Even Ultron's gone. So yeah. there's literally nothing left in yeah. the universe for her. And he's like, mm, I don't know. I'm already doing a lot. Yeah. The door's kind of a metaphor. i could I could just make you go back. Yeah. I have the all powerful. She goes, Hey, dickhead, fuck you. Take me <laughs> to somewhere else. And then he goes, I'll take you to a world. Hawkeye is still dead. That is kind of sad. I didn't think yeah. that. I just thought of it right now. Hawkeye's like, going to be dead. Hawkeye's still dead. <laughs> That's She's, rough. But Nick Fury's like, you're not my Natasha, but I guess you'll work. Go kill Loki or something. And she just takes over Loki. <laughs> yeah. Hits him with the staff. It's good. Stuff. It's yeah, I thought that was fun. I, I was kind of like sitting. I was like, once they'd done the zombie thing, they touched every single one of the episodes. And I was... So I'm sitting here. I'm like, they haven't done the... Uh, what if the Earth Loss is Mighty Heroes, though? There's no one in here from this. They didn't get crazy... Yellow Jacket Hank Pym or anything. Look. They've been great. <laughs> oh. Yellow Jacket Hank Pym. You have been chosen. <laughs> yeah. I'm crazy. So, uh. And, but that's how they tied it in, see. That's where he dropped her at the end. That was fun. Yeah. I like when he goes to Gamora and he's like, who are you? He goes, no, Stark, not you. Yeah. You, you Gamora. Because Stark is the reason Ultron exists. Yeah. That's true. That's a good point. I didn't think of it like that, but yeah. I guess. Do we see her go back? Oh, no, she's just hanging out with Tony Stark again. They're, just... and they're like, "Hey, I'm back." He goes, "Where'd you go? <laughs> what happened?" I kind of liked. It was kind of sad that, like, Peggy Carter was like, "Can I get my good ending?" Because that's obviously like the same thing as, as Steve Rogers, right? And he's like, "Can I just stop fighting? I want to go home." And obviously, we know he eventually does. And I guess we could hope that she does too. But... Well, because Steve actually is there, so he At she kind of she kind of gets yeah. better off because in the for a while in the original one. He has to see Peggy Carter have like Alzheimer's, Alzheimer's and dementia, and yeah. like die, and he has to go through that. But she kind of doesn't, you know, unless he does. No, well, but he's in the suit, though. I thought, I thought he's like been preserved, like Bucky. Oh, because he's in the the Hydra Buster. Oh, maybe yeah, he's been Buckified from what though? Nazi science? Because at the end of that episode, he's just like sad. He's, like, out of the suit and just needling. Remember, like, after she's yeah. disappeared? How's he get back into the... I, I don't know. Well, maybe. That'd be nice, I guess. Hmm. I like that little tidbit where she was like, do you know me? And he's like, well, no, not universe. It's Captain America. Like, Steve Rogers actually just got to have this here. And she's like, that'd that be something to see. <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> He'd be tall. Yeah, <laughs> handsome. Wow. Yeah. Do we think... What do, you, what do you think about... So, we know season two's coming. You think that's just going to kind of totally wipe the slate and like, you know, but start over of like just a whole new crop of, of what ifs? That's what I saw a quote from the the head writer that said, that exact, that said exactly what I've been kind of thinking is that they're not going to do a big like, here's a villain, uh-huh. fight it. It's going to be like, here's a what if, and here's a what if, and here's just this one and this one and this one. And they might do two parts. They might cross over a little bit, but they won't do a lot. I think a ties into that is probably... One of the reasons is because they have that random Gamora one and the Tony Stark Sakaar yeah. one that they couldn't put in. It's so like, well, just kind of do them. And I've heard they're going to pull a lot more from Phase 4 with the Shang-Chi, um, Black Widow. And even they said, I heard some quote, the Eternals. So, like, an Eternals would have sounds kind of wild because they're already kind of, I'd say, probably the biggest kind of thing we've seen besides the Guardians because they're real cosmic. Mm hmm. Oh, yeah. That'd be interesting. I like that. I'm glad to hear it, because as much as I did enjoy a lot of these episodes, I did find it a little, like, I don't know what the word would be, a little kind of, you know, confined that they, they stuck to, like, phase one for so many of these. Yeah. Right? Of, like, you know, let's get a little past it. Like, we have, the universe has opened up so much more since then. That's why I, I, you know, when we talked about it, the ones I liked so much were like the zombies one, which just fully did like, you know, took place at the end tail end of phase three, right? So there's just a whole, a whole ton of characters in that you one. You can and just stuff. pick and choose and do a ton yeah. of different interactions, yeah. And then what was, what was the other one with a big cast? It's kind of the other one, really. Except for this last one, yeah, obviously this very but this last one. This doesn't one. really because They're combining them all. But that's, I guess, yeah, that's the only one that took place in, so to speak, phase three, right? Yeah, or I guess technically Doctor Strange would have to, but not a super big one, is it? So, I'm glad to hear that, because I assume that means, like, you know, you'll end up getting more character crossovers and stuff. So, cool. I agree. I don't think, I don't see how they could realistically do another kind of team up like this. Maybe it gets to a phase three, you you could do some sort of crossover story again, but like, or I mean a season three of this show. But yeah, it'd be weird if they just did the same thing, right? Like, I don't see how I don't see how you could do it, realistically. Yeah, we're going to have just Thanos like winning. Another it. big villain of some kind. Yeah, what, Red Skull gets them all now and it becomes an uh, an extra-dimensional, you know, multiversal threat. And, you know, the, Watcher has the Watchers has to assemble that team, maybe the, that season's maybe the, maybe the team. Maybe the last episode we've seen was be, what if the Watcher broke his oath? and just yeah, do it every week. That I see how that would get kind of boring. So, As much as I did like this, and again, it was really cool to see that team up and all. Um, I don't think you could pull that off every season, so probably just better to not try, maybe. So, yeah, if they just do one-offs next season. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I definitely think they're gonna use the watcher more. Cause they've definitely flushed him out a lot. I think so, I really think he's gonna show up in Doctor Strange too. So that was the other thing. What what other characters do we think have any chance of reappearing? I mean, I think as I think, Warlord Gamora has a chance. Okay, because. Maybe they'll do Gamora stuff, kinda bring her in. She's got her own kinda Sure. Backstory. Um I mean every Tony Stark they bring up is dead. I people notice that in this season, every chance they get to kill Tony Stark, yeah. they kill Tony Apparently Stark. Apparently the only episode where he didn't die is the one we didn't get. So <laughs> so they spared us this time. We we've talked about it, but Captain Carter is rumored to be in Doctor Strange Two. Right, so right. you see, but that, that could very well be. I mean, Black Widow should Black Widow. Oh, I, this is kind of something to mention. People thought that the Black Widow ending in this was like a quote-unquote better ending for Black Widow than what we got in the mainline MCU. She sacrifices herself? Yeah. We've talked about this before. Some people really have a problem with that. Um, they yeah. think she shouldn't have died. Which, I guess, again, if you like her, I, I can totally see That's that. Your favorite at the same character. time. Somebody kind of had to, right? <laughs> yeah, someone's got to bite that bullet. Because we're talking about how people really dislike that her and Tony, like, in some sometimes the same people will be like, "I can't believe they killed Nat and Tony." And uh, again, maybe those were their two specific favorite characters, and that would suck. But at the same time, you got to kill somebody, right? Like yeah. Jesus, There's you can't no have it to be totally right ultimately or whatever. So people who say that's a better ending for, her. um, it's just different. Mm. I don't know. I would. I don't think I could personally agree with that. Like, obviously, this character is in a lot of ways, you know, with the whole "what if" multiverse scenario. But it's very similar to the character we know from the MCU, right? Um, but she's also bereft of like a good five films or something of oh, yeah. development that that's um, War. that we've sen- seen since then. So, it's hard to be like, "Nah, this is this is the best ending for her." I don't know. Like, I, the ending that she got was a culmination of her whole story arc in a lot of ways, right? Mm-hmm. I've talked about this before, but her whole thing is like she carries around a lot of guilt for her past. And again, whether you agree with it or not, she willingly sacrifices herself at the end of her life to, you know, to save, save the universe, To save the universe, which in her mind makes up for that. And like, I, don't know, I think it works. There's this, and that, this is cool and fine. I do like that, that she got to go from her dead universe to this one. I don't I don't know if saying like this is the this is the ending that Black Widow deserved is really it's really an Correct. Ending. Like yeah, it's cool she jumps over and beats up Loki real quick, but kind of like yeah. an ending. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Well, ultimately, right? It's not, you know. Again, it's one of uh, off-screen you can uh, you can kind of assume that that universe continues on in some fashion mm-hmm. and yeah. she says more vengeance. Maybe she even comes to the same end, like, yeah. eventually, you know, depending on well, how much Thanos might still come and all yeah, that. So, it seems like, besides the events, the events kind of play out the yeah. same way. So, I, I don't know. They should do the thing people are saying. I think it's fine. It's cool. Obviously, again, obviously, if you really like her, just seeing her at all again would be cool, right? Oh, yeah. You know, seeing her again. Cool. She got to do some cool stuff in this episode. I really liked. I don't think we talked. I I know I talked, didn't talk about it actually last week. But um, the motorcycle she's on is the actual like they model after the one from uh from Age of Ultron, which is that really cool electric Harley. So oh, nice. Thought that was cool. That's yeah, pretty cool. All right, we done with that. I think Anything so. Anything else to say? Good stuff. Yeah, good it's stuff. Excited for season two. It's fun. I really do like that. These are just kind of like, even though they did have to all end up tying in, but they are kind of just like one off just there's something nice about even though we are uh, we are big lore junkies over here and we like oh how does everything fit together and tie in and, and how is this going to lead into the next thing and the next thing there is something fun about you being like hey it's just a self-contained story it's the characters and like scenarios that you enjoy and stuff it's like but it's kind of like back to to i don't know root stoles right yeah it's like hey there is no continuity here just just watch this just thing shut and, up enjoy and enjoy it, it. and that's kind of fun so i'm glad they're coming back with it Yeah, yeah, it'll be good yeah i agree i think it's very promising all right well I can talk about our last topic here, right? Well oh, actually not one of our last. Oh boy. Alright. So we talked about Venom last week. Ven- Venom Two. Let's every Carnage. Or is it even called two? I think we no, just keep adding. It's <laughs> Venom, Let's Every Carnage. Kind because of... oh. you'd think there'd be two because Not it's ever. The sequel. So as we've done with a lot of the bigger movie releases, the week after we talk about what other people thought of issues, just for just for the heck of it. Just to a... fill time. Yep. And so Venom reaction. Now, ultimately, let's let's bring out the exact uh, numbers right here. So the Rotten Tomatoes for it were not uh, uh, stellar. It's, it's uh, been going down steadily. It, well, exactly. So it's the most current one is. As it's of, got a fifty-nine, which is not horrendous by any means. Good, good on it. As um, it's got a forty-seven on Metacritic, six and a half on IMDb. Blah blah. blah. It's got an eighty-four percent of uh, Google users like it. So. There you go. So. Made ninety million dollars in its opening weekend. Yeah, it's fine. It seems to be. It seems like it's trending to be a similar, similar kind of success to the uh, first one. The first one, and as we talked about a little bit, last we didn't, or <laughs> you never seen it, but I didn't really like the first one. I I do think this was kind of on par, but I do recognize that that first one was successful and a lot of people liked it. And even mm-hmm. though we were pretty harsh on it, and there's a lot of stuff we didn't like, we we did try to maintain that attitude of like, if you liked it, good for you. But I've seen a lot of people and I'd say a lot, like this is this is really ultimate it comes down to like a handful of, of Twitter and, and Reddit threads and stuff. Over vocal minority. Yeah. But I've read a lot of people being like, hey, this movie's actually like great. I don't even know what's wrong what people could even have wrong with it, right? Which is insane. Well I agree. But again, good on you. That's your opinion. But a lot of people I've, their defense of this movie has been like, hey, I know it's kind of, like, goofy and bad and not very good and, like, ridiculous, but it's just fun, man. If I just want to watch it, can I just have a fun movie? Like, why does everything have to be, you know, like, serious? and kind of, you even mentioned it earlier, like, this whole, like, oh, does everything have to be these these obscure foreign language films that are deep, you know, character studies about the... the human psyche. Human psyche. And it's like, no. Of course not. And I've seen a lot of people be like, oh, Rotten Tomatoes, the critics didn't like it. Of course not. What do they know about anything? Now, I think that's dumb. We've talked about Rotten Tomatoes on the show here before. I feel like people just don't understand it more than anything. Or just don't care to understand it. Or just purposely kind of, like, conflate it for their own to to whatever fits their point better. Because I feel like if it's a movie you like, and I'm sure we all do, it's it's probably just a human thing. You'd be like, well, Rotten Tomatoes said it was good, see? I was right. Or yeah. if it's a movie that's bad it's that confirmation you confirmation like. bias. It's just, con- exact. it's like anything, right? So when Rotten Tomatoes is wrong, or you, th- you disagree with them, it's, oh, they're wrong. They never do what they're talking about. You know, they said The Last Jedi was good. What the hell do they know? I mean, it wasn't good. Why'd you? Debate you. No, Why would you do that? Debate you. I know. You don't even, stop. Um, <laughs> or like. I'm oh, sorry. Or if it's, again, it's a movie, you like, well, you're like, oh, yeah. See, I I have good taste in film. All the critics agree with me. Yes, a I lot know. Some been like, "Oh, these critics are just all stuck up. They don't know what movie viewers really like." But again, I've seen in the same vein be like, "Well, the the audience score. What the heck does the normal audience know about movies? Right? Like, you can't you can't listen to the audience score." And then I'm just sitting here like, "So you can't listen to the audience score? Because what does an audi- What does the general audience know about films? But also the critics. The critics they're too out of touch. Film. No one. And it's just like what." You're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. They don't look at reviews, I guess. I don't know how these, and we've talked, again, we've talked about this. Rotten Tomatoes, it's an aggregate, right? And ultimately, you go on there, you get a good idea, you can get a gist of it, but ultimately, you go on there if you really are interested in seeing what other people think and you read the actual reviews where they say why they rated the film the way they did. They explain themselves. (laughs) Like, seems obvious, but I don't know, man. And I just, the thing is, while I totally agree, the whole, like, not everything has to be deep, right? And and there is probably an element of some people looking for a little much into it. But at the same time, it's like, that doesn't really apply. Because it, ultimately, it's not that much more, like, deep. It, you know, or rather, it's not that much more lighthearted than, like, any of the other, like, MCU Marvel movies, right? Right. It's not like the MCU Marvel movies are all deep, yeah, inner reflections on the human mind, are they? If anything, they get more flack than anything for being just dumb popcorn movies. So to be like, well, they are, they're only being critical of Venom because it's goofy and not serious. No, dude. Like, people give good scores to all the Marvel movies. Or, nah, but a lot of them. Like, I don't know. Overwhelmingly, the MCU movies get positive scores. Because mm-hmm. they're enjoyable. And so, like, at the end of the day, you can do this whole, like, well, it's just fun. It's just supposed to be a fun, goofy movie. Here's the thing. We didn't have fun. Because it's not very good. Yeah, I did not... I didn't even really want to see it. Like, to just be like, well, it's just fun and goofy. I didn't have fun because I thought it was bad. If it was a better movie, I would have had more fun. You can't just say because it's, like, lighthearted and goofy, it's better. Or it's, like, totally, you know, safe from criticism. Like, you can't you can't possibly criticize it because it's just goofy. No, that does not mean it's totally, like, free from criticism. Yeah. It's not fun to watch. So if your argument is that it's just fun, I I would disagree because I didn't have fun. Right? I'm yeah. not gonna say that my opinion is objectively better or worse than you. I will. Sure, it's obviously not an objective truth, but at the same time, you can't be like, "Whoa, these guys are all, these guys are wrong for being critical of it because it's just goofy." Well. Yes, but if it's not even enjoyable, like you just can make a nonsense movie, and because it's not taking itself seriously, that means no one else can. Yeah, because it's it's ridiculous, and you can't follow it. It goes, oh, it's just just being campy. It's just part of the fun. Like like you said, I'm not having fun. The movie didn't do what it's supposed to do. Exactly. It's if a you're, bad. If movie. your argument is it's not supposed to be serious, it's supposed to just be fun. We didn't really have fun. Yeah. <laughs> so like, it's like playing a video game. If the game is supposed to be fun and you don't have fun playing it, the game has failed. Yeah. You have not failed because you are just there to do the thing. Like mm-hmm. you're open to it. Mm-hmm. If the game's not fun. Why would you play? Don't play. Like, it's just, it's just insane. People, people think this movie is good. People think, I've heard some rumors that Sony and Marvel are planning on doing more crossover stuff with the three Spider Men. At this point, they're in it. At this point I've seen that they both have forty minutes of fuck uh, combined have forty minutes of screen time in this fucking oh boy. movie. Which is um like I don't even know. I just And fucking they're planning on doing Kroll storylines who it was like a recent character who just had an event in the comics like this past fucking year. Did like King of the Symbiote guy. Yeah, the King of Black that involves huh. Eddie. But this Eddie Brock sucks. So that's, that's the only other thing I want to mention. Well, oh, okay. The other thing was a lot of people, I guess the overwhelming, or not, but the, the sort of majority consensus is that it's better than the first one. I wouldn't even agree with that, but <laughs> that's would, fine. Yeah. The other thing that I saw a lot of people talk about is the Eddie Venom relationship and that people have argued that it's fine because of that alone, that even if the other rest is bad, that is so strong that it carried it. And... We didn't really talk about this at all. Well, we we mentioned that like they they did a sort of quote unquote breakup, but I feel like we just kind of mentioned it in jest because like that seemed to how play in the movie, right? Yeah. But uh, apparently, a lot of people have taken it to be confirmation that they're going the comic route when, in which apparently recently like Venom and Eddie have become like a like romantic couple. Apparently, in the last like year in that in that same kind of storyline when the, the the new Venom run. Which I didn't know about. Why? I That's kind of how I feel. But <laughs> oh. <laughs> all that aside, I mean, I'm not, I've am not. i not read it. So, like, I don't even know what to say. It's one of those things where it's like, I feel like there was a time when, when discussing the Marvel things, the cool thing to do was just be like, I've read everything. I know. I, I've, I've been on the wiki. I know all about the comics. I just haven't. I don't know. But, so, I'm not going to, like, comment on it much one or the other. Yeah. It seems weird to me. I'm not going to lie. He's literally a symbiote. Like, they literally have a. Hive mind. A parasitic parasitic relationship like it doesn't seem healthy to me venom is also just like like we talked about last week uh just a villain like a terrible like not even he's he's not even he's a monster literally like a a monster alien monster. monster he's barely sentient it seems at times he just wants to eat brain like i don't whatever all that aside i don't think that this movie really goes far enough to suggest that if that's really what it wanted yeah and so like i don't Think that's saving grace here. I don't think you would be like, well, they 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 took a swing, you know, with this. They kind of did something different, and they kind of did something that kind of pushed the envelope in making it a, you know, <laughs> like I guess sort of gay. I don't even know what you'd call it. I don't think it's cross species relationship. <laughs> cross, like an in- interspecies relationship. Um, Quite strange. Even sp- somehow they made a relationship stranger than Loki fucking himself. <laughs> Yeah, maybe they might have. They might have just done. Yeah. So again, if you want to be like, well, because it's, it took such a big swing, and this is such an important like thing to do, is to is to you know elevate these kind of like. See, here's the thing, though. I'm gonna be I'm trying to be nice about this, or whatever. But the thing is, this isn't even like an LGBT thing, right? is an alien because goo monster. Because he's an alien goo monster. It doesn't even. He eats people. I feel like a lot of people are like, well, this is like because of. Be, I guess because they're both dudes at the very least. Like, there's that element. Like I said, it is kind of like I guess they're gay or whatever, which is nice, but. He's not a human. He's not even like an alien. But he's not even like a human or an alien. He's like, a yeah, it's bizarre. It's like if you made a sludge. Like Slimer. It's again. like if Robin Williams had <laughs> Slimer from the film Slimer. I, I've not read the comics that this has come up in. And I never will. I doubt it because I don't like Venom. I don't like him. Like, and anyway, again, I really hate Eddie Brock. I don't see how the two of them have come around from being like some of the worst dudes in the Marvel Universe to being like, yeah, they're heroes and they're gay icons or whatever, but. It's just a fun comic. It's not. For, it's not really for me. Is it? But I would argue that at any rate, either way, it doesn't save the film because it was still boring and, and shitty, unpleasant to watch. And I hope. So I'd even, I even. I hope something happens where Sony goes out of business and is forced to sell Spider-Man, and Marvel never touches Venom and or just completely forgets about these movies. I don't get how you could wide and be like, ah, great. If that's your favorite comic, again. Say it one more time. I've not read it, but if that's you, if you love the, what they're doing and the direction they're taking it, because they're they're taking those you know, st- taking it in you know brave new interesting directions. Oh, brave new world! This cannot be that. There is no way that in the comic they act like this, because he is not Eddie Brock, and no. that's hardly Venom. Like Venom is goofy sometimes or whatever. Like he's he's definitely the closer of them. That is not Eddie Brock. There is no way that this is in any way reflective of that comic book because they're so like i don't know fundamentally different as characters mm. and again I-, I would say that the one in the sh- this movie is probably like easier to like because he's probably less of a he's well i know he's less of like a bad guy because as we talked about he's just straight up not really a villain so like it not at all. certainly would should be easier to sympathize with him and all but um that's not i can't imagine that's how it is in the comic I, again i'm not reading that that current like because there's been a big symbiote storyline in the comic here, but... I don't know, man. I know... Oh, man. I know at the end of the... when I know how to... I know at the end, Venom becomes the king of the symbiotes, oh. I think. And then when he defeats Crawl, he takes the Silver Surfer's board and Mjolnir and makes a big magic axe and hits him in the chest. Cool. It's so, yeah, fun, I guess. Can't be comic bullshit. So... If Venom's your favorite movie, good on you. But, uh... We hated it. I really did. Thanks for listening, but we hated it. I'm sorry. And again, like... That's That's fine. But also, at the same time, you can't just... At some point, like... I don't know. It's almost just the other side of the coin to be like, well, these critics don't know anything. That's If you wanted to prove like again, that's totally fine. But at the same time, you can't just be like, they're actually wrong for all these reasons. I'm right. I think that's just a human want, probably. To be like, right and not... To be correct. Yeah. Again, I'm sure we're all guilty of that. It's not just like... And I'm sure we've come off that way talking about this movie it's not just we didn't enjoy it's it's bad right like we've literally been saying that so i guess we're guilty of it too but ultimately if a lot of viewers and critics all kind of agree it's not very good for you to be like ah they don't see it's the kids that are wrong it's like literally that scene from the scenes goes yeah am i out of touch no it's the children who are wrong you're you're the guy driving down the highway the wrong way saying why is everyone else driving down the highway the wrong way yeah (laughs) Like, uh, yeah, ultimately, you can like you can like a thing that's not popular, but it's kind of at some point you got to face the music. Exactly. Take your head out of the sand and be like, well, you can still like it. But You got to admit you don't need to die on the hill of this is an objectively good thing. You can say it's probably got its flaws, but I enjoy it anyways. And I think that's a good way to live. Yeah. So probably I could take on to last topic for the evening or this episode. Uh, is that the final DLC Smash character has been revealed, DLC Pack 19. Now, as you remember last week, I predicted that I hoped to God it was Crash Bandicoot. And I'm happy to report, listeners, that I've been crushed once again. The cruel hands of fate have dealt me a poor hand. It was Sora from the Disney and Square Enix series Kingdom Hearts. Oh, I'll be don't be, don't be that guy. A lot of people like that game. Yeah, that's great. I don't. I <laughs> we, don't. Have a, we have a mutual friend who probably was very happy about it. You us. know what's really funny is that I texted that friend, you've won, when I saw that, because <laughs> I watched it live. And once I saw it, my mouth, like literally my jaw dropped, because I, I didn't <laughs> see it coming. And I'll, and I'll get into that, because I don't know if you know a lot about Smash, and just for the listener's sake. But I texted, you've won, the last character's been released, <laughs> and I got in all caps, in your face, bitch. <laughs> I win. <laughs> Good on him. So that was fun. I, I, mean, I mean, I'm not like, obviously, I'm not going to fucking cry about this. So, back in, for those who don't know, obviously, Smash is a big crossover game, a lot of characters in it. People want their favorite character in as as hard as possible. They want them so bad. And for the 3DS and Wii U games, for those came out, they did a uh, character poll of who the Smash movie wanted to be in the game. And they got all those results, and it was revealed in this one that Sora was the highest requested character. Obviously, they didn't say anything because they were like, well, if we s- reveal this to the public, all those other companies are going to put in a real tight spot because they're going to be like, hey, we want this. Do it, do it, do it, do it with Nintendo. And there's a lot of things up in the so, air. So, what you're saying is this was the will of the people, Jack. I will not make no such comment. <laughs> they're not my people. Yeah. It's the kids who are wrong. It's the kids who are wrong. Oh, how quickly I fall. <laughs> yeah. But. I mean, ultimately, it's fine. Like, I don't, I don't really care. The really thing that bothers me is that he's just another anime sword fighter. He does have a sword, Keyblade. I think yeah. Keyblades are stupid. They hold them weird. Why aren't they just swords? I agree. I don't know what it does. It opens your heart. Does it really? Yes. No. I'm not fucking with you. But can you? It doesn't really work as a as a sword. No, it's a blunt. They it's hold, like an axe, I guess, almost. No, like a club. They don't hold. Oh. They hold it in a way that the key part is sticking away from you. Oh. Then it's how like is a- it a blade? It's not. Oh. It's also See? kind of like a magic wand, like a staff kinda it does magic. Okay, all right. All right. But one of my I mean one of my another thing I don't I'm not super crazy about sword, really I mean, mechanic wise, it's not very interesting. Like he's just if you know a lot about Smash or if you play Ultimate or actually any of the other ones, he just kinda of fights like a firearm character. Like he's got a bunch of sword hit attacks, See? he's got some elemental abilities, and he's got a counter, and they all have a counter. Love a counter. That's fine, and, but he, one thing I kind of you kinda... speak my language, Jack, because as you know, my main is Ike. So, and on the <coughs> is rare occasion, really, on the rare occasion, I break open Smash. Yes, oh, That's gross. I mean, Fire fireball characters. All right. Well, here we go. oh my! God. Now it's my turn to just beat you because I just don't care about Smash. Right? That's fine. There you go. Cool. I was trying to engage with you on this topic, and you you, you shut me right down. So, I don't know, man. I just think you're as a fighter. That's fine. That's, that's really my. Big I don't gripe. know Sora. I don't really know Crash Bandicoot to be honest. Didn't bother me one or the other. I told Fair you enough. I wanted I wanted Master Chief. I don't know why Why I you want Master Chief because I like Halo. That's the coolest of games. Fair enough. What about Doom? Doom guy. Doom guy would have been what he's in a me fighter costume. He's like the gunner. Oh yeah, yeah. So um, you can you can Doom's fine. Can't play Doom. Who was the other one we talked about that it could have been? Was some other Halloween? shooter or something. I think it was just Doom something guy. Something I thought was cool. There's Doomguy and Halo. You should have done Etsy from Sanskrit. He's <laughs> just a man with blades for him. Yeah, blade. uh, yeah, I don't know. I think one of the big things about this that everybody kind of freaked out is that it was very much in the same vein as Steve was. Because it was such a meme to be like, we should put this character in. And there was like a big group of people who were like, oh, we really like Kingdom Hearts. We want Sora in. And then everyone else was like, fuck you. I don't want this. And I won't. I'll admit, I was a bit of a grumpy Gus. I was like, yeah. I don't want Sora in. See, this is the this is sort of the thing that happens with. I just feel like any internet community is like, and it happens in all the communities we talk about and discuss. Of course, obviously, this this the same logic applies to. But it's like, ultimately, the number of people who care at all okay. <laughs> about smash right not to be mean or anything but aren't very big there's not that many right true grand scheme of things who is actually like worried about it It puts any amount of thought grand scheme of things in the world so it's just always fun to think that there's even within a community like that there's just internal strife and again that that amplifying sort of like echo chamber effect we always talk about internet ends up so it feels like there's just legions of people on each side (laughs) yeah just like a war in of itself it's great really it wasn't I think Steve's funnier as a meme than Sora. Steve is funny. He's a cool character, too. I like his like, moves that I've played as him. He's, he's much more yeah interesting. What you See, I've seen people saying that Sora seems to have some interesting stuff going for her. He's, and... His recovery is insane. He has like a really high recovery. Oh, yeah? And he has, his side special is that he can jump around in, in like three different directions. But you can angle it. So you can literally go to almost a knockout zone and recover completely under the stage. See, so you said he's very... You find him to be very similar to a fire element character, but I also saw he was—he's quite light. He is the lightest character. Under, I was going to say, like, is game he the lightest Watch? character? Because I was reading that he was lighter than Isabella, and I was like, he's—he's got to be like towards the bottom. Yeah, he, he's probably bottom three. I think the lightest three are Game and Watch, Pichu, and then him. He's very—he does a lot of floating because in in, in the—he's very—it's very accurate to his game. I will say, mm-hmm. um, the Smash Team with Sakurai. It's, I'm pretty accurate with his um portrayal. He, there's a lot of like when you hit, there's like a aerial stuff. He kind of floaty in the games. So mm-hmm. when he hits, he kind of can float in the air. Which sense? I I just thought he'd have more magic because magic's a pretty big part of that game. He only kind of has three kind of spells, which it's a little disappointing because mm-hmm. I thought he'd just have more interesting. It doesn't really have like, I take good or bad a broken gimmick because all the DLC fighters from Pack One and Two all have a gimmick that makes them broken if you exploit it well. Mm-hmm. Um, for example hero has like a, like a bunch of spells that if you like a certain spells you'll destroy your opponent one hit. Banjo Kazooie has um 5 wonder wings which means if you hit a hit the input you fly across the screen with invulnerability and hit everyone in your path and destroy them. Um Terry has like if you hit a certain percentage you get a special moves that like one hit kill. Steve's got like the building and the crafting and stuff like that and it can f- and have a pretty good recovery. Sephiroth has a really long reach with his sword. Kazuya is pretty broken. He can kill you probably in a couple hits. It's, they all have kind of like a thing they do that's kind of broken and they're more powerful. Mm-hmm. So kind of like a pay to win. You, you pay for yeah. your character. I like it because I played those characters and I win. Listen, so. Was Joker the first DLC character? Yes. And even then people were like, I don't know, he might be like the best. <laughs> he is the best. He's got two yeah. characters. Ar- when he gets arson, you you lose. You're, you've lost. You know. I don't like Joker very much. Well, He's got a gun too. He just shoots you. It's kind of funny. I, uh, I shall not buy. What's it? What, what's he called? Sora. I shall not buy Sora. Just I've I've not bought any of them. I'll probably I'll I'll probably get the DLC passes to get them all so and play them. try them all out. Collect the game. Like playing it. You've been foiled again, Jack. See, in in that way, Nintendo's won because you're buying it anyways, aren't you? You've you lack conviction, Jack. And for that reason, we it's the end the show. We're done. I've had enough conviction to watch three James Bond movie in one night that I didn't even enjoy. That's not conviction. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, fuck you. Well, you, you had it and you lost it, didn't you? Well, you had conviction enough well, to do that, but not to to stay your A hand man can from... only have so much conviction. <laughs> well, I guess you spent it on the James Bond movies, so now you're going to be a show for Nintendo, even though we constantly rant I mean, about I them. i a show for Nintendo. I'm not being lie. All right, to... take us out, Jack. All right, this is the end of the show. As always, you can... <laughs> Good on you. Uh, you really kind of we were going high, and then you went all right. <laughs> end it. I'm gonna leave this little banner in, but it kind of made me, kind of made me do a sharp turn down a. Did you road. have more to say about? Well, solar? no, but you just kind of. I we were just in a little banner, and then you went all right. End it. That's what the attack, man. All right, fair it's enough. He's a, te- a quick. Okay, okay. Attack into the end, keeping it all in. Ooh, one take. And as always, you can find us on Twitter at Attack Jazz. That's Jazz with one Z. Uh, you can use our Twitter handle and put Gmail at the end. Find us on Gmail. Please email us. We'd love to hear your emails. We you did get an email about watching Iron Man. Maybe we'll do it. We're going to do it. Jack's doing it. I've seen Iron Man. It's not, it's not us. It's us. It's, it's uh, all of us, none of I'll us. I'll do it again. I don't mind. I'll watch them all again. I'll watch them three times if, if, if what it takes, Jack. All right. Well, we'll see. And uh, as always, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play. Any of the ones where you find your podcasts. YouTube, I've been falling behind on because it's kind of a hassle and nobody really watches them. So maybe I'll upload them soon. And as always, our logo was on my friend of the show, Jeffrey Gonzalez. You can find him at ingotion.jpg for all his art and on Redbubble to buy his stuff. Special uh, uh, special shout out this week to Jack's mom. Yeah, my mom made us t shirts. Which was, yeah. With, with the logo on it. It's super fun. I'm wearing it right now. I didn't bring mine. I should have, so We both we could have my wear my and it. shirt. It fills me with energy and vigor. I very much appreciate. It's very kind of her. I, I appreciate her support. Thanks, mom. Shout out to you, mom. When you're listening back, I'll probably shout out that. to you, Jack's mom. And, and listeners at home, shout out my mom right now. Yeah. Did you hear this? Go and your moms. Everybody, good for your moms. Shout out the mom in your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. Yeah. All right. Well, and with that, we'll probably end it. Say good night to the people, Zach. Good night. Good night. Godspeed.